listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. And she throws up whatever she eat. She leave the bathroom with a nosebleed. Regular girl, celebrity dreams. She is nine on two one. She live her whole life like TV. She would do anything for everything. A regular girl, celebrity dreams. She is nine on two one. Miss Rodeo, tell me where your day go. Part time waitress, she really wanna make it in the city of lights. It's hard to see clear. She don't really care about anyone's advice. And up in his real, and everyone's alive. Cause everyone dreams of the millionaire's life. She barely eat it all. If she do, she Taste light, indulge in the meal when the toilet's in sight. Expose those fries, can't hold those down. Tariq is seven pounds, must release seven pounds. This is heaven on hell, it's how she wanna live. But she ain't really tripping, she's on Beverly Hills. And she throws up, whatever she eat. She leave the bathroom with a nosebleed. Regular girl, celebrity dreams, she is. She live her whole life like TV. And she do anything for everything. A regular girl, celebrity dreams. She is just another day out in Beverly Hills. She sing, model, and dance, so can't sit still. Believe in the screens or anything there. But reality shows ain't real. So pretentious with no potential. She goes to catch up, although her rent's up. In her defense, she a part of the crowd. She gon' borrow some money so she can party your child's. It's a part of her goal. That's all she knows. Graduated from Rose. Bitch, I'ma kill you like a murder weapon. I'm going to conceal you in a closet with mildew sheets, pillows, and film you buck with me. <laughs> I've been through hell. Shut the hell up. I'm trying to develop these pictures of the devil to sell them. Bravo, bravo. Hey, <laughs> welcome to the Blackout Tips podcast. It's your host, Rod and Karen. And we're back for another episode, episode 141. Oh, we 141? That's right, I friend. didn't realize we was that old. We almost 150. We're up there with Noah and the people in the Bible that everybody yes. made up. Yes. Now, this, this is a special episode because as of this moment... You can go back on the archives and get any episode. Every, all the way to number one, baby. And I want to thank you, Karen, because you helped do a lot. We got it done a lot faster than uh, I thought we would because you were so instrumental in getting those episodes uh, re, you know, compressed and made smaller. And you, you worked in here diligently. You know, I think a lot of times we don't talk about the behind the scenes stuff, but you know, you work an eight hour day, you come home, you sit in front of a computer for another five, six hours. You know, it's like doing overtime, but but it's for the fans and it's for the, to make the show better. And um, you know, I want to. I just want you to know I appreciate it. Uh, thank thank you. you. It's for the people, man. It's for the people. So for those of you that caught us at sixty or around one hundred, or you just not catching up, well, you got a hundred and forty-nine episodes to get. Yeah, not well, one hundred and forty-one. So we're oh, right sorry, forty-one. I'm, I'm already <laughs> going to one fifty. My bad. <laughs> but uh, keeping numbers. But now, yeah, people can go back. They can get all the old episodes. So now, I guess people are gonna start fact checking us and start being like, "You ain't say that shit," or you know, uh, you know, remember when you said this in episode ten? So you changed your mind. It's episode three thousand now. Yes. 
Um, so, and also I want to thank the fans who donate and stuff because yes. that's who makes it worth putting in the extra hours and stuff. Yes, it is. You know, and, uh, you know, they make it so that we can pay for more hosting and, you know, pay for more bandwidth and things like that. And, you know, this is the kind of stuff that we want to do for the show and for the fans that makes it better for us, yes. for everybody. Yes, and for those of you that, uh, listen and you go back and listen to old episodes, you can, uh, tweet those live too. We don't care. Yeah, yeah, you just, although I, I'm pretty sure now we're gonna start getting close to shit we said that I really don't remember, like sometimes, <laughs> I don't remember what I said like yesterday a lot of times, but like if somebody really pulled some shit up from over a year ago, like man, remember when you said Dwight Howard was the best player you ever saw in your life? And I'm like, no, I have no recollection <laughs> what the fuck you're talking about. But he really is now. Now. Let's get on to the guest. Yes, sir. Uh, as, as some of you might have heard before on a previous episode, which you actually can go download and listen to right yes, now. Yes, you can. All right. So now that you did that, you're back. It's been a week. Um, thanks for coming back to the show. And I, I know you forgot why you went to go look up Chris Lambert in the first place. Yes. But that was because I told you a second ago to go back and listen to the old episode with him on there. Yes. But, uh, yeah, Chris Lambert is a comedian. And I would like to call a hip-hop connoisseur. Uh, say what's up to the people, Chris. What's going on, y'all? How y'all doing out there in the internet world? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I always like the dramatic stylings of Chris's uh, rap lyric readings at the beginning of the yes. show. Yes, I almost start saying, damn, is this Shakespeare? I ain't know if I need to stand up or clap or cry or throw a handkerchief. I was confused. <laughs> Marvelous <laughs> work. <laughs> You gave it to me like seconds before, and I, I would, I wanted to work, I would have worked on it and try to get something more out of it. I would have, you know, uh, let it marinate in my body for a while, and then it would have been better, but I, I don't know. It's, I, I think we got something. I thought it was great. I, I thought too. it was great. Thank you for massaging my fragile ego. I appreciate that. <laughs> you got that comedian gene, man. We did the um, same thing with uh, the last one I sent him. I sent that Ghostface lyric. And uh, occasionally when I just uh, need a chuckle at work, I will just think to myself about how Chris did that. Uh, Bitch, motherfucker. <laughs> Want to get a rep off me? And I'll just, <laughs> that shit cracks me up every time just knowing the context of like Ghostface saying that shit originally and then the way Chris said it. Like I, I die every time. So, but yeah, I appreciate it. I wish you could tell that to the people at Sally Mae. So that they would leave me alone. <laughs> maybe they would, would be easier on me. Wouldn't it be awesome if you could pay your student loan and whatever your trade is at the time? That would be dope. That would be incredible. You like, man, I gotta get off work, but I gotta go put in a couple more hours over at, at Sally Mae real quick, and then uh, I should be, I should. They need some accounting done and shit. You know, I gotta go do that for them, or you know. Oh, yeah. so- <laughs> I think there's a, a Sally Mae office somewhere in Delaware or, or like on the border of Delaware and New Jersey because I pass it every time when I'm visiting my parents. I see it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it's an ominous feeling inside of me. Wouldn't it be cool? So it goes. Wouldn't it be cool if you could just show up and be like, so I'm here. Y'all need some logistics work. Let me go ahead and uh, knock out a couple hours for you. Maybe knock a little something off that entrance, brother. I know it's so. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hook up. <laughs> um, all right. So, obviously, um, if you listen to the show, 
then you know this, but maybe you don't. I don't know. But this is the Blackout Tips Podcast, and you can find us by searching on iTunes, Facebook, and Podomatic. Yes. We appreciate listening to feedback, so if you want to leave an iTunes review, please do so. If you want to leave us a comment on Podomatic, please do that, too. Mm-hmm. And if you want to join our Facebook group and interact with us there, hell, might as well do that, too. Make it a triple play. And then if you want to look for the one place where you can find everything that is all about the Blackout Tips, go to theblackouttips.com. Uh, look on the right-hand side. There is a button for donations. And we also have recurring donations now, so you can just, like, set it up. To come out and forget it. Yeah, once a month, you know, you, you'll donate to the show. You don't even have to think about it, um, and it just comes out automatically if you want to do that. I think the option start as low as five dollars. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, we, we like we like the infomercials you see with an old lady and the old man be on there, and they be like, "Yeah, well, you can cook this in five minutes. Set it and forget it." Right. So you you can set it at five dollars and forget it. Yes. Um, and you know, <laughs> of course, I appreciate that. We also have our forums there. People can sign up. You can even sign up using your Twitter account, yeah. join the forums, uh, people are having conversations there, um, and we appreciate it, we try to get in there every day and talk to the fans, yes. and uh, you know, develop our personal relationships with you guys there, uh, you can email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com, you can call us and leave us a voicemail, which we respond to on Saturday mornings, yes we do, 704-557-0186, um, and don't let me forget that we need to promote Chris's shit. Because yeah. what if you are listening to this guest and you're like, he's already been funny and he's barely said anything. How can I get more Chris Lambert in my life? Yes. You need to go to chrislambert.tumblr.com. Now, it's Chris, like, you know, the regular white spelling of Chris. C-R-C-H-R-I-S. Nothing special going on. Yeah, and the last name, Lambert, L-A-M-B, like the lamb, and E-R-T-H. Yes. Yep, like a lamb giving birth without the I. Right, you know. E instead of the I. And then yep. you got dot .tumblr, which I don't know why Tumblr does this, but Tumblr is not spelled with the E. I don't know why they why do that. Why is that? But I'm assuming if you're internet savvy, you already know that. So you go chrislambert.tumblr.com. And of course. See, because uh, people like me would be confused as hell. Be like, why ain't Tumblr coming the hell up? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, um. Chris has uh, different clips on the site, like some some of him performing. Um, he actually sent us a clip of him performing, and then he has like a lot of you know hip hop clips of artists that you know maybe you consider them underground or what. Would you consider your taste in hip hop music to be underground, Chris? Uh, it it depends. I mean, I just find like I mean I like the I I have respect for guys like Jay Z. And Nas, but I think the the folks that kind of touch me a little more are the up and coming guys like uh, Chris and uh, I don't know, like who? who Tehran, Tehran, Blue, like all a, a bunch of guys. Like it's it's not because sometimes when you when you talk about hip hop, you come you don't want to sound pretentious, you know? Like, well, I only like this type of rap. And, like, you know what I'm saying? Like you just like I, like for instance, uh, Chris' video just came out this week, Dreaming, and it's just it's just a, like a really good, cool soul sample. And in the video, he's just like I guess he looks like he's uh, sleeping. He's a janitor at a high school, and it's just for some reason it's just so compelling to me. You know, like just the way I don't know if, it, if it's him being from the south and just being like very. Uh, 
just the, the, the delivery that he has and the, the, the content is just really moving. Like, I think even on there, I just said, like, this is like Big Chris dreaming. This guy inspires me. I need to get off my couch. You know. Yeah, that's, I mean, like, I just noticed from our conversations in G-Chat and stuff like that, like, you're normally talking about, like, a Fairmont or, uh, you know, an artist that seems to be on, more, like, on the underground level or trying to come up, like, that level. Um, like, we talked about Lupe a lot, but I think that's more because I love the shit out of Lupe. So, that's well, that's well, easy yeah, to talk like, I think you're right though, but Lupe is kinda, he's like straddled the fence a little bit because I remember like Lupe's from Chicago and I lived in Chicago for five years and I remember when he first came out, I guess the first time I ever heard of him was on late registration when he was like, Touch the Sky and Kanye Touch the Sky, mm-hmm. I think. And, uh, they're all this guy's pretty cool and then I saw him I saw Kanye at Lollapalooza and Lupe came on and did his little thing. And I was like, oh, that guy's really cool. And then when the album dropped, I remember going in, literally going into Best Buy, and I was like, y'all got the Lupe fiasco? And he was like, who? I was like, are you serious? Did you and Roger go from Chicago? Did you and Roger go to the same Best Buy? I know. I, I don't know. I don't that- know. Like, crazy. Best Buy just gave up on selling CDs a while back. But, uh, yeah, I still remember that verse, man. Lupin still like Lupin the Third. That, yeah. that, that was my line. I was, I'm into anime and uh, cartoons and shit, too. So I was like, oh, shit. Who the fuck is this yeah. dude? <laughs> <laughs> and I think I think if I, you really want me to get nerdy and emo, you guys can cut this out if you want. But, like, I think I think guys like, like Lupe and Crit and those other guys that we named, I think what I, why I feel such a kinship to them is because, like, I'm, I'm in a sense trying to do the same thing that these guys are doing. Like, they're trying to come up. I'm trying to come up as an artist or whatever the hell I'm doing. And I, like, I would just, I would listen to these guys before I do a show. Like, I have a certain mix. I was like, I gotta, I gotta have my J Electronica. I gotta have my Crit. And I, you know, I gotta have such and such a song to just kind of get me in that headspace to just really say, like, to amp me up and say, well, I'm, this is, this is who I'm, who I am. Like, I remember, like, last night I was going to do a show and I had the J Electronica song, uh, the announcement on, and he has this line that really sticks out. He's like, I'm, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but he says, I'm living out my head. I don't dream about shit. So it's like, whatever I'm dreaming about, I'm doing it. If I'm thinking it, I'm doing it. I'm putting it into action. Now, hopefully within the next, seven or eight months uh jay elect will drop something else and stop being <laughs> doing you know but he's just a talented dude like I, I just have this like really intense connection to the music like uh this is like an emotional drive for me yeah i i, I, I can that, i can feel that, that. no yeah. man you're that first of all that's what music is for most people but yep. Uh, when you're on the come up, man, you you know you want to listen to people that are still hungry and on the come up. Sometimes listening to people that already made it just don't do it for you, you know. Like, yeah. uh, I think that's one of the reasons that I listen to so many podcasts from people that are on the come up. Me too. And not as many from guys who I feel like, look, they're established. They're getting you know millions of downloads a month. They you know they're you know they're doing shows, doing tours. Like, I, it's cool to listen to a couple of those guys because it gives you something to aspire. To, but I'd rather right. spend more of my time listening to other people that are like just want to be heard and get their voice out there. True. But speaking of which, yes. Did you know that this podcast is sponsored? 
Sponsored. Yeah. Yes, sir. Actually sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. All right. And today's episode is specifically sponsored by a movie that we both saw, The Trim Reaper. Yes, and now, it's not a porn for those out there. It's not a porn. Well, I, let's not let's not get anybody to not buy it. No. Um, so well, it is a porn. Dude. No, wait, wait a minute. Don't lie. What is? What are you a Republican? You don't work for Fox News talking like that, woman. Um, for those that want to know what the plot is, uh, follow a hilarious ensemble cast through a lighthearted social satire about speed dating as they navigate through the lives deceptions, games, and outright mental illnesses of 20 people who are desperate to make a connection with someone, anyone, anybody. And uh, there were some mental illnesses in there. Yes, Uh, it was. I think Tourette's is a mental illness. Yes, and people who like to dress up in in costumes. Uh, Well, that dude had his house burned down. I want to do part two, though, and say, like, you know, uh, Add some more mental illnesses and more more social problems. Like I want a kleptomaniac as one of the people. You know, <laughs> like I know I know we already had a couple of people. We had that neat freak, clean. What do you, what do you call those people that think they can catch any disease? I don't know, but she, but she was like a clean fanatic. Yeah, she was. Ugh. Like don't breathe on me, don't sneeze on me, don't do nothing. Yeah, please take my hand sanitizer, please. Um, and he also says here we'd also like to shout out Trojan Scooter. Yes, from Twitter. For not only buying the movie, but live tweeting it. Thanks, man. Thank you. And if you want to follow him, he's at Trojan Scooter. Yes, he's real cool. He's a cool follow, y'all. Yeah, he's nice, man. He actually caught. Uh, he, I actually was on Twitter the other day, and uh, Mr. Player Hater was doing a show. You know, one of his relationship shows. And uh, Trojan Scooter was listening to it and hit me up and was like, "Please call in, man. I want to hear your opinion on this shit." And I was like, "You know what, man?" You're a good fan, and I'm gonna do that shit. Cause fuck it, why not? I wasn't doing nothing else. But um, anyway, <laughs> y'all make sure y'all go get this movie, man. Just go to shadowdogproductions.com/slash/trimreaper. And uh, yeah, if any of you guys wanna buy it and actually, you know, uh, you know, do a live tweet of it or something like that, let us know, man. Because yes. you know we appreciate when people support our sponsor. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter. He's at shadowdogprod. P R O D. Yes. And uh, we always appreciate people that do that shit, man. I know it only takes a little bit of time to to follow one guy. You know, like I like that's funny when you go, hey, can you follow, uh, say at Chris Lambert or whatever on Twitter, and people like thousands of people will follow me. People interact with me every day. People will say, oh, I think you're funny. Uh, oh, you know, follow follow Rod on Friday, and then I say, well, why don't you follow this guy? And then they go. Nah, I don't, I don't know. know about him. One, one extra person on my timeline? Mm, I don't know if I can handle that. I'm already following 3,000 people. Uh, 3,001 is my limit. Yeah, nobody wants to hear what I have to say about corn muffins and pretty little liars. I don't you know. You're forcing them to. I just feel bad because it's always like. Uh, like people, like I don't do follow Fridays that often on Twitter. And the reason I don't do them is because I, one, I, when people do them for me, I never really see a, a big return, unless it's like somebody super famous. And then if you actually do the percentage, it's probably like one percent of the people that follow the super famous person will follow me. Um, yeah, I know from doing your show the last time, I got a, a few followers, and they're really cool. Like we interact all the time. Like. Uh, Phenom Black is a cool dude. We talk about stuff and 
And uh, I remember uh, he called himself karate expert, but he's at three carry-on items. Yeah, yeah. He's a funny dude. Like, he, like, Sunday, he wrote a tweet. I'm paraphrasing it. But he said, uh, I'm watching this Duke game. People are talking about this Kyrie Irving kid. Then I just realized, he. oh, my God, I'm screwing it up. I should have favored. But he was like, I just figured he was an Uncle Tom. Whatever it was, it was <laughs> It was so funny, like, forgive me, Karate Expert, for, for messing up that tweet, but I just I just wrote a tweet, and uh, this was Sunday, I was like, hey, man, if you were thinking about killing yourself, don't do it until you start following three carry-on items, because you won't do it after you read his tweets, because it's funny. See, and that's, that's the thing, man, I, uh, when I do follow Friday, which, like I said, I rarely do, but I put work into my shit, like, yes, I think about the person, I think about uh, why they're funny, you know, I just don't, you know, people do it differently, some people just group, which is cool, mm. but when I group, I like for it to be more individual. Yeah, I don't even think that right. is cool. I think it's lazy to just be like, here's 12 people follow them, because no one's gonna follow that. That looks like spam to me. It looks like a bunch of motherfuckers <laughs> I could care less about. So what I do is I do, and it makes, man, it, sometimes it's taking me up to an hour, two hours, sometimes longer if I'm doing it, if I just do it periodically throughout the night, but I'll just say like follow Chris Lambert he's an up and coming comedian and uh, hip hop underground enthusiast uh, he will make you laugh or something like that you know what? whatever 140 characters allows to me if I'm reading that if I'm a, a follower of whoever tweeted that I'm gonna follow Chris Lambert cause I'm like this motherfucker cares now if I send out follow Friday, Chris Lambert, Phenom Black, three carry-on items, uh, The Till Show, Joshi Wallace, Bomani Jones, uh, Corey Ehrman, and Sasha uh, Cargo. Why would I follow all those people? That's, that's work. Right. Yeah. And I think the way you just explained this is the best way, because I, I read, I don't know, Alyssa Milano is pretty good, pretty good tweeter, and she sometimes, she posted, you know, from, from Who's the Boss and whatnot. Yeah. I have a huge crush on her, but anyway, like, she... She would post um, stuff and say, "This is how to how to do a follow Friday the right way," or you know, like you like exactly what you just said, like follow this guy because this 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 and this. Yeah, you know, like not just like throw stuff up there, and, and that's what a lot of people do. They throw they throw stuff up there on Fridays. And stuff, so, uh, I actually uh, the last time I did when I actually sent out some tweets to prepare everybody, like listen. If I do a follow Friday in 10 minutes, are you motherfuckers going to follow these people or can I just go ahead and save me a couple hours? <laughs> and, a, and a few people came and said, yes, I will follow these people. And I said, okay, well then, let's get it on, you know? Yeah. And, and I'm kind of lazy. Every time I do follow Friday, it's always on follow Saturday. There is no such thing as follow Saturday. Well, but damn it, I made it up. You invented it. I am too lazy to do it on Fridays. I have to work. My ass come <laughs> home. I have to take a nap. But I get up early on Saturday mornings, so I do follow Saturday. Oh, you, okay, because on Friday, I normally hop out to bed at 7 a.m., you know. Yes, you wake up early in the morning. Yes, I hear that every morning on, on when I wake, wake up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, no, it's a song he plays on his phone. And it's funny, though, because I lay there, and every time I... I hear it, I rock my feet, and then when it go off, I go back to sleep. Because <laughs> I'm lazy ass. Alright, man. Uh, go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to wake up songs. I have uh, this dude by the name of uh, 
XO from DC called Good Morning. It's a real. He's just like from from my hometown area. You know, I get get hyped up for that. You know, mellow joint. Get up. Yeah, I love them. I love the invention of, of the phone that plays music for your alarm. I love that. Yes, it's awesome. Yeah. It's the best thing ever. He was talking about people following him. Well, I tell you this, it's okay to do brand muffins because I follow people to treat about pie. I treat about naps. I treat about naps so much, I got new followers. And they was like, hey, you take a lot of naps. And I was like, you must be new. <laughs> you don't know I nap a whole damn lot. <laughs> and tweet about it. I- yeah, I like tweeted like I don't remember one time like I had this this cereal. One of my coworkers, he gave me this cereal and he's like, I hate this man. Do you want it? And I taste. I was like, damn, this is good. So I tweet picked it. I was like, yo, if y'all ain't up on this, y'all you losing right now. You're not winning like you think you are. <laughs> <laughs> I, get, you- I get hype about like like mundane things. Like I just get like I got some Burt's Bees. Uh, Chapstick yesterday, and I was really excited about it. Oh, uh, that is the bomb, man! I have some too. Good, so I'm, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Okay, you are not. And one thing I can say that I love about Twitter, I don't care what you into and what you like. Somebody else know about that shit. Mm, yeah, I need to start tweeting more about uh, Irish Spring Cooling Relief and how good it is for the testicles, because I think people might want to relate to that. Hey, hey, it's some other people out there tingling too. I know I definitely convinced at least one of our listeners to go out and buy some, because he hit me with an email of just his grocery list and Uh, uh, uh. Irish Spring Cooling Relief was third, and and that can only come from uh, my my opinion that it it feels great on the balls. I don't know why just the balls, but it. Hey, I'm not knocking it. Hey, let let us so you're know. Is that the soap or is it like the the liquid? You saying it's the it's liquid, the liquid, liquid kind? It's the liquid kind. You know, okay. you put some on on a, either a towel or a loofah. But for some reason, man, it does the balls good, man. I can't. <laughs> I'm not gonna knock the product, man. Right, this is my experience. All right, let's do some random thoughts. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, um, you know how uh Japan's going through this huge disaster, and uh. People have been ca- talking about it on my, at least my Twitter timeline, mm-hmm. constantly for the, like the last week or two, right? Yes, sir. Um, and especially when things were going wrong, like the worst shit got, the more my timeline blew up. Yes. Even though there's really nothing we can do about it, it just seemed like people were getting off on being sad and talking about how bad that situation was, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I know we called it, uh, earlier, uh, like a couple episodes back, I know we said it's like, uh, you know, uh, people having catastrophes and, and it's almost like the news and people are just, like, watching it like porn. Mm-hmm. So I came up with a new term, and I don't know if anybody else has said it before, but it's the first time I thought it. Disasturbation. That is what people are doing. They're they're disasturbating to to these fucked up things. Like today, there's another earthquake somewhere else, and you know it's the number one headline. I look at my timeline: six point nine earthquake. It's the end of the world, and it's like you know I'm not trying to be callous, but it's really not shit I can do about it. So I don't want to constantly revel in every last second of breaking news from that place and be like, oh, they just rescued a little kid. Oh, they just found 12 kids dead. Oh, the nuclear reactor is going to blow up. Oh, wait, no, it's not going to blow up. And today, 
I actually saw an article that said they were back into the, the nuclear facility that, that was gonna uh, look like it was gonna melt down. But they were back in there, they had cooled it down, they were working, and they were trying to, you know, get everything back to normal. So they, they actually avoided a meltdown. And I was like, how badass is that? Nobody was talking about that shit. No. It's disasterbation. They only gave a fuck when it was fucked up. That's right. I opened the floor to y'all. Thoughts. What do y'all think? Disasterbation. <laughs> Well, when you said that, I mean, I admit, immediately thought of, like, that being just so masturbatory. It's like, it is emotional form for people to get, get their rocks off on it. And it, it's just really, it, it kind of becomes annoying. You know, like, people are saying, oh, pray for Japan, all these hashtags. Like, just, you don't have to tweet that. If you want to do that, if you want to pray, just pray then. You know, that's a personal thing. You know, you don't really have to say, well, look at me. I'm twit picking me praying for Japan. Right. Um, you, know, you know, it's like, it's just, it's just really weird. Like, I'd rather watch something else. I'd rather watch you know, out of Bad Girls Club or whatever, you know? Yeah, it, it's weird to, like, to me, it's weird that you're going to be talking about the NCAA tournament in a couple of hours, but you were just, you know, really crying about Japan or, you know, like, it just seems very like you it seems almost condescending yeah like i'm a good person because i'm sad and if you're not yeah. sad you're a fucking asshole it's your fault right. and it, we're I, like we're just so I, as a country like collectively i don't i don't want to be a death downer but we're just so uh hypocritical because the biggest story this week is chris brown like that's the that's what everybody's talking about. I'm a victim of that too. I, I tweeted a couple times about it, but and when I got home and like actually saw the interview, it was it was bullshit. Yep. Robin Roberts was just doing her job. She's like, oh, I know you had the thing in the past, and then it, it wasn't really that bad. Then he's gonna break a, a mirror and throw a chair out the window, man. Yeah. And I don't know. As far as I'm concerned with what Roger was talking about, <clears throat> disasterbation, disasterbation, mm-hmm. I think Sorry. it's no problem, babe. I think it's an addiction. I think um, it's like he said, the more you get, the more you want. It's like right. the more you get, the more it makes you just want more of it, you know, like interact with it. And I think a lot has to do with the 24-hour news because when you talk to people, and they said, oh, it's worse now than it was then. Not so. You just didn't have CNN and, and, and ABC and Fox and all this 24-hour news constantly pushing in, in your face. So it just has the illusion that it's larger than it is. And not only with sadness, but with anger. People do anger the same yeah, thing. Yeah, but I just feel like, uh, especially, maybe it's more because I follow more liberals or they follow me or whatever. But... Uh, Maybe that's why I'm seeing more of the sad part. I'm sure if I followed a bunch of Republicans, I get a bunch of like Obama said what anger all day, but it just feels like they're 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 disasterbating, man. And like you said, it's an addictive habit. And the more you do it, like you become desensitized to real life tragedies that you see every day. Next thing you know, you're not appreciating the regular shit you see in life, like the homeless man on the corner, because you was too busy catastrophizing off. To all the other catastrophes around the world. Like, yeah. you know, how can a regular, everyday homeless man compete with thousands of people dying in Japan? That's, yeah. Oh, how can he compete he with Chris Brown? He just might just want to egg him up and then you, you know, you pass him in Right. That's you could have did something for him. But anyway, man, I I just was thinking about that, man. And um, as far as Chris Brown, I, I know you got into that a little bit. I 
just don't get the big fucking deal. We already forgave him. He yeah. cried at the BET Awards. You can't go back on that. I'm sorry, people. Mm-hmm. I saw the tweets. Black Twitter, y'all, y'all are out of control right now. You can't forgive a man, and then because he acts a little crazy, I feel like he's actually showing maturity. Because a year ago, he would have been beating a woman. Now, he's beating a chair. That is a graduation as far as I'm concerned. I, I'm just, I'm actually happy that he wasn't like kicking a pet. I know, right? Yeah. Fluffy across the room. He skipped all the middle ground. He hit. He hasn't hurt children or animals. So he went straight to inanimate objects. And, and what is what is fame in America if you can't throw a chair? A punch a wall. Why, why be, Chris, why are you in the game to get famous as a comedian if they just going to tear you down for, for tearing up a dressing room? Yeah, what's- I don't know, man. I I think I would just like, I, I, like, like we kind of talked about this last time. Like, I would just be really boring. Nobody would want to follow me. They'd be like, Chris is always at GameStop. He's not giving us anything. <laughs> He's not giving us any. You would you Chris think is running up his Eddie Bauer credit card? What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I can't use this. You have a you have your publicist calling TMZ. Like, all right, he's heading over to GameStop now. So if you want to catch him, <laughs> he's gonna be outside of GameStop. Go there in an hour. He'll be there, and then it's just you playing just, games. Did you just trade Call of Duty for Pokemon Black? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! Get out of my face! Get that fucking camera out of my face! Yes, uh, I would like to get uh, <laughs> Neo. I would like to get uh, UGO. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Yes. Yeah, I have a good day. Does this include a trading card? Now get that fucking camera out of my face. I thought I told you. Get it out of my face. Like, I, it would just be so boring. Like, I would just, if I was a celebrity, like, I'd probably just have a have a girlfriend and, like, oh, we're going to Fud Records. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, speaking well, of, uh, yeah. Speaking of relationships, you talking about if you had a girlfriend. Um, like I said, I was talking to Mr. Player Hater and his cast of uh, just crazy people. You know, he, he talks to an eclectic group of people about relationships all the time. And so it was me and uh, a bunch of crazies. And, <laughs> and you know what's funny is I'm cool with most of them. So they're going to be like, you think I'm crazy? Yes. Yeah. But we can still be cool. Though. Yeah, I, I, I can be cool with crazy. As long as I'm not having sex with it and it's not in my house, crazy doesn't bother me. Yeah, well, how else can I watch the Bad Girls Club? And that's true. Um, but yeah, I was talking to them, and um, one chick in particular, man, she was like uh, going all in about these relationships. And her theory was that open relationships can't work, they can't be taken seriously, and it's not real. It's some kind of, you know, whatever. Not My whole theory is look, as long as motherfuckers are coming home happy, the end. Stay out of people's fucking business. Who cares if you think it can't work? But um, I just it just led me to this uh, point where I always find this thing funny, and I don't know if anyone else does. And maybe it's just a uh, maybe it's just a turn of a phrase, you know. But I hate when people say <laughs> I disagree with, and then it's like either a fact or a state of existence or something like immutable. Like it's not just like it's not so like if you said um, I disagree with open relationships as if as if you disagreeing means they will no longer exist or they won't be able to exist in your presence or like you know like if, if i was to say i disagree with um a fact like i disagree with it's raining outside 
Right. I, I, about that. Yeah. I disagree with homosexuality. Like, okay. Okay. Noted. What the fuck do you want me to do with that? I don't know, but you go outside, your ass gonna be rained on. That rain ain't gonna stop right. just because you walked outside. Yep. And you know what it is, like, now that I'm talking about it, I think what it, they really want to say, and they're just cowards and they don't want to come out and say it, I dislike blank. I just like it's a it's a cool way of saying instead of just saying I dislike homosexuals or I dislike homosexuals who want to get married or you say I disagree with them like I, I disagree with you being black. <laughs> wow, that's not too much I can do about that. Last time I checked, yeah, it's just funny. It's like I just don't know what to do with that because. I don't, it just sounds ignorant. It's like, you know, what the fuck do you want me to say? It's nothing. Yes. Can, I can see if you said I disagree with LeBron James wanting to leave Cleveland. That's actually a decision he made and a thing you can say I disagree with this person on. But when you say I disagree with interracial relationships, man, it's a slew of motherfuckers. But pick one. Pick a guy. Well, I think it, I think it's a product of like. I don't know if it's our generation, but it's like maybe the maybe the upcoming generation that we just don't really want to stand for anything. Yeah, I mean we really don't want to take a firm stance, uh, but we we take a stance on whether we like whether we what we think Chris Brown should do or or what we think LeBron James should do. Not about any like any macro level issues, you know. So so we kind of focus on these small things. But we still, some people still don't want to take a take a stance on it. And I think that's just, I don't know if that's just a product of our society or what. And it's kind of sad. It is. Say, well, I don't like this. Right, I feel like they're couching it in PC language. Like, let me just yeah. put it in PC rhetoric. But but I know the the feeling behind it. Like one of like one of the few things that actually annoys me and pisses me off is passive aggressive shit. Like I like people to be upfront. If, if you don't like me, just fucking say it. I don't like guessing around and having to decipher yeah. the code. Man, just fucking tell me. Like I don't I don't really care enough to about most people to really care about their feelings. So. Like, like, so, like, when they, well, like, when they tell me some shit, like, you know, I disagree. Like, uh, one of the things I told the lady, I said, listen, most relationships are not gonna work out. That is just a fucking fact. It is mathematically implicit. It is a mathematical fact. Most people will have, will be in more relationships than they're going to end in. And their goal is not to be in 37 relationships. Their goal is to find one person. Now, in the pursuit of that, you may find some failure. Shit, you may never find a person that you really are compatible with. That's just fucking life. You know, maybe you get lucky, maybe you don't. She goes, I disagree with that. And I said, you disagree with math? With math? I'm not fucking telling you uh, uh, this isn't an opinion. This is the truth. Like, name, okay, start naming people that have had more successful uh, long-term relationships than they have had failures. It's not many, man. Just there just aren't many, and I and I don't think it's like a skill. I think it's mostly luck. You know, there's some temperament shit in there too. And are you a good person or whatever? And most people aren't. Most people are shit, and that's why you know they repeat the same shitty patterns or whatever. But you grow up, and by the time you grow up and realize this is what I need. You have experienced life, and you experienced some some ups and downs and all kinds of relationships. But 
for her to say I disagree, and I said, I was like, listen, that that's math. And she's like, well, you can just take the math and make it say what you want. I'm like, okay, fuck it. No, you can't. <laughs> Apparently, I I majored in calculus, like uh, or geometry, like Waka Flocka. I don't know. Yes, and, and my thing is that hopefully you will grow up. And on top of that, when you deal with people that are miserable, people that are assholes, people that don't know how to love. People that don't know how to deal and interact with other people. People that don't have any social skills whatsoever. These people think everybody's life is as fucked up as theirs. Right. So their numbers are totally different than your numbers in their mind. Right, yeah. It's, it's like, it, it is the same as if I was like, Chris, did you know most people will get into a car accident if they drive a car? And then he was like, yeah, you know, I disagree with that. <laughs> but statistically, that's true. You, I have a better chance of getting in my car and walking outside. I mean, getting in my car and going out to the corner and getting hit than I do falling out the sky. Yeah, I mean, I'm not trying to change it to that topic, know, but I'm just but saying yeah. as an example. Yeah, it's gonna. I'm just telling you what the fuck we all should know. If we could, yeah, like, I, I wasn't even. Y'all. That wasn't even part of the debate. That was like, here, let's set a ground for what we're gonna talk about. Fact A, this, and she's like, disagree. I'm like, okay, fuck it, I, I'm done. Um, she's one of those people that you probably can't talk to. Like, we talked about this the last time I was on. Like, just people just, they don't want to see uh, another side of the issue. Like, to be, to always be, uh, negative. And then I'm going to stick to my point. How do you, how do you grow as a person if you're not willing to see? You can still, I can still disagree with you, but if I can't see where you're coming from, then that's, that's, that's where the disconnect lies, and that's where you don't you don't grow through the dialogue, you know. Yeah, I was not I was not a fan of this lady, man. She another thing she said that got on my nerves, and I hate when people do this shit in conversations too. When they actually say and or do something, like they do an action, and then at the end of their sentence, they say the opposite of that shit. So in order to like say that, like it, it was, Karen, you know, um. I think the way that you talk is really offensive and you probably should watch what you say to people because they might take it the wrong way but i'm not complaining though yes you are <laughs> no i mean like it's no you, you just fucking did it you, yeah. you said you didn't do it you know it's, it's yeah. like if i ate a donut in front of you and went yeah i'm not eating your donut but um thank you for the donut yeah, I'm not racist, but you are a nigga bitch. Right. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so I was like, what the fuck? What world? What world, man? Uh, and that person writes books about relationships. I would never date somebody that wrote a book about a relationship. I, like, I, I just can't possibly. I can't imagine it. I can't imagine it. Like, where are the people who write the books that aren't fucked up? True. Tyrese is coming out with a book. Steve Harvey. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. Do I even need to go into this nigga? Hey, just how did he become? How did he become such a juggernaut? Like to like I don't like I I think Tyree. I'm not gonna lie. I think Tyrese is a, a talented singer. Like I I like Sweet Lady. That that album was hot. The the first one. And he, I think he's a talented vocalist. But I didn't know like until I got on Twitter. Like I had no clue that he had all these flowers and that he doesn't know how to write well and i didn't know like how much he was just I, it's, it's, it's pretty amazing 
Uh, yeah, I think it's because a lot of these dudes, they get become born again Christians and shit, and then they just start trotting out a whole bunch of just uh, cliche sayings and shit that everyone can agree with. Where it's like a man should never hit a woman, and then oh oh, follow Tyrese, retweet that shit. <laughs> Brush your teeth so you don't get cavities. <laughs> there he does it again. He should come out with a book. <laughs> I, I kind of want to read it, though. I'm not going to lie. I just I kind of want to read it now. Well, why don't you just go sit in Barnes & Noble, take about 10 minutes. I'm sure you can get through the whole thing. Yes. Yo, I think, you, I think you're right, man. I think I'm going to do that. Whenever it drops. I don't know. Like, yeah. It, but, yeah, like, I... Tyrese, I don't know. I say it's going to be triple spaced with uh, 47 point font. Yes. Uh, bold, italics. I, I think it's going to have pictures in it. And, and my thing about um, Tyrese, I think once he started doing movies like the Transformers and things like that and really started getting his face out there, mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of the popularity came from. Like, yeah. outside of the black mm-hmm. community. I agree. I think if you follow. Go ahead, yeah. No, uh, go ahead, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll close it up after this. Go ahead. No, I just remember when he was on Hang With Mr. Cooper. I was like, that dude is—he's—he can. That brother can sing. Like, cause I—I I had fantasies of wanting to be like an R&B singer. Like, I'm a closeted R&B singer in, in my heart. And like, I—I I used to like listen to his stuff, and I was like, that—that that dude is good. And I, you know, I—I I, I just didn't know that it just just went this far. Like, I thought he was good in Baby Boy. I like Baby Boy. Well, I think following this nigga on Twitter is just another version of disasturbation. Because there's no way you can be looking at all this misspelled bullshit and dumbass logic and going, Tyrese, I need to be like him. You only can be following it out of irony or else you are a dumbass too. Like, there's yeah, no, like, you follow, do you have follow Tyrese Wisdom? No, no, I don't even follow him. Oh my God, it's okay. so great. It's like at, it's at Tyrese Wisdom. It's 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 a parody, of course, but it's, it's so good. Like the dude that does it is. I might have to do that, man. I, like a lot of times, um, I don't follow those accounts because people retweet them so much that I get them all anyway. But I, okay. I I might I might go ahead and make that move, man. Um, all right, man. So I think uh, I don't know if uh, you guys are experiencing any of the hard pitfalls of the recession. Mm-hmm. And how the economy is tightening up. I mean, it made that Asian place we won't go to not racist against us anymore. That's it how, did, didn't it? That's how yeah, bad recession. Yeah, right there, listen, yeah. So, um, I think I'm gonna start using the recession for excuse for everything. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if somebody hits me up, and not just money, I'm talking things that got shit to do with money. You know what I mean? Maybe somebody just like, man, can you give me a ride home? Oh man, dude, I would have did that shit before the recession. <laughs> no, this recession is kicking my ass, dude. I gotta head to the crib. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I have like 20 minutes on coworkers riding with me, and, it, and that's yeah, that's uh... hit them with the recession, Chris. You take a chick out on a date, right? And yeah. she, you know what I'm saying? She's hey, uh, let's go to a movie, and then oh, okay, let's do that. You know, you maybe maybe things didn't go as good as you thought, man. Maybe you. You start talking to her, you realize, man, this chick is nasty. She's been around the block. I'm, I don't want to be with her. I'm, I'd rather just go home by myself and disasturbate. So maybe you, you tell her at the end of the night, she says, hey, would you like to come up for a nightcap? And you say, um, I would love to, but the, the recession 
it's you know, fine me to go home. Yeah, it's fucking up, man. I got to get back to the crib. <laughs> I'm on the recession hours, man. Street lights. I gotta get back in. Yes. I wanted even more after that. (laughs) (laughs) Or or either you'd be like me and you go, uh, well, because of the recession, I have to park in, you know, the the spaces that have like the. um, Compact cars? Yeah, not the the group, but you know, the, the. where you could somebody goes with you? Oh, you're talking about when you carpool. Yeah, carpool. Oh, Even though yeah. I'm by myself, the recession mm-hmm. has caused me to get closer to the building. Yes. So I, now I have to carpool with imaginary people. You know, before <laughs> the recession, I'd have bought some real people, but I don't feel right. like going by their house. But with the inflation, you're now like 2.7 people. So yes, you I can am. do that. Yes, I am. Yeah, I would even park in the handicap space because the recession is handicapping people. I would if they didn't tell you where you get your tickets. Yeah, I, I can't buy as much shit, man. I'm, Anyway, man. Um, so me and Karen, we don't have kids, uh-uh. and we're not planning on having kids, even mm-hmm. though people seem to not really uh, agree, agree uh, with us. Boy. I don't agree with I y'all think, not having kids. I think y'all would be good parents, though. Everybody thinks that, man. But uh, <laughs> terrible. Why don't people take people for at their word when they say shit like, <laughs> I, like when a dude says I would be a bad father, and then his woman's like, No, you be great. And meanwhile, you know, skip four ten years. This nigga's in Texas. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Jalen Rose is trying to trying to get into Michigan and he considers the people with two parents an Uncle Tom and you're in the NBA playing overseas or some shit. Like that is oh, what happens when you don't take people at their word. Yes. We yeah. like doing shit like taking naps and going out to eat every night. Yes, we do. There's nothing yeah. good about that shit. No, and, and the funny part about it is that people be like, Well, will y'all have kids? They'll be like, Do you listen to the podcast? <laughs> Uh, it's funny because no, if you don't, if you don't, from what I know of you, you guys, I think you would be. And there's a lot of shitty people out there. If you guys put a, if you guys would produce one that wasn't shitty, and then the generations would be better. That's all I'm saying. You don't like I. That's your. That's your personal thing. I'm. I'm not gonna ride you guys for that. Yeah, that, they're great. No, no. I think. I think everyone's grading it on a curve. Yes. So like you guys would be good compared good parents compared to that lady who gave her kid for a loco. Yes. Like and you're right. I would be compared to that. It's just my life would suck. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. now I've said it on this podcast, if I had a kid and ten years later he listened to this show, he's like, Oh man, I made my parents' life suck. I know. <laughs> I made my parents cry at night now. But it's it's funny because just I'll listen to like a coworker or something. It's amazing how kids are the bundle of sweet goodness and everything precious that there is about life and existence the goal that god put us on earth to attain no it ain't until they call your ass at work what then oh my god just if you i have heard several of those conversations yeah take a second just if you don't have kids tomorrow at work you know turn pause the podcast and hear your co-worker get a phone call and check to see if it's their kid because they don't talk to them like their little bundles of joy they're like put your sister on the goddamn phone like this is a completely different tone when they call their ass at work and, and, and the scary part is the professional parent Right, like it's like it's some people they don't get ghetto. They are very, very professional. They don't raise their voice. Their tone is the same. Right, but those you can are tell. yeah, those are the scary parents mm-hmm. because a if they have to leave right then, your ass is grass. Mm-hmm. B when they get off work, they thinking about whooping your ass. So when they open up the door, your ass is grass. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then you know, not only will they whoop your ass, you're gonna be grounded. 
you know, because sometimes kids don't understand when you call a parent at work and they got to you disrupting their day. It's be like this ring, ring, ring. Hello, Mama. Benny hit me. Billy did what? Benny hit me. You are calling my job. <laughs> interrupting me because Billy hit you. H- hold on, sir. Yes, I got those paper reports for you. Here, here you go. Okay, okay thank you. <clears throat> um, you are calling my job because Billy hit you. Well, I tell you and Billy one thing. When I get off work, it's gonna be me, you, and Billy. And my hand across both of y'all asses. I'm just, you know, I'm just saying, you know, this right now. <laughs> hold, hold on, hold on, one second. Yes, yes, I had a report to you Friday. I'm working on Excel right now. Um, I'm about to get off this phone, and if you call my ass one more time for this bullshit, I'm gonna leave here, and it's gonna be me and you. Okay, okay. All right, I love you too. Yeah, and then mm-hmm. and then they hang up and they go, you know what, Rod? You should really have some kids. And I go, I don't uh, think so. No, thank you. No, I think I'll wait. <laughs> I used to like I used to teach uh, when I was living in Chicago. I used to ran a before and after school program in suburban Chicago, and I and I worked with uh, special ed kids at the same school. So I would work do like from six to eight in the morning with the before care. I worked with the special ed kids, and during the day and in the afternoon, I had the uh, the the kids from like three to six. And that was the best form of birth control ever. <laughs> you like you you get to see like they're little people, and I I mean I used to teach theater. I remember one time uh, I, we had I used to teach theater at this theater camp, and we would have parents' night, and the kids would you know parents would come and be oh my god your daughter was so great. So you're meeting their parents for sometimes for the first time. And I remember one time I was standing with one of my colleagues, and he's like, oh, we enjoyed having your daughter in the show. She's real sweet. And the dad was like, she's a bitch. Come on. <laughs> don't lie to me. She's, she's a bitch. And we were like, wow. And yeah. he was just like, really? He was just like disheveled. He was like, she's a bitch. I can't. I can't take it. I mean, I was you fortunate won't. to have some cool-ass parents. But most people, come on. Come on, I see what people do to their parents. Now that I'm adults, that I'm that we're adults, I am friends with people as they become parents. Yes. And you can't be cool and be a dad. It just can't happen. You can't hang and right. be a dad. You you know. And people feel and, and not I, a good one. Yeah, I mean, not you a can good one. Be a bad one. Dang, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, Fuck those be, kids. It's AM three. You're gonna be terrible. I don't give a damn. They gotta eat government cheese sandwiches. <laughs> no Patron for my ass. I'm making it rain tonight, bitch. We're living this life. Yes, sir. I pick my kids up from DSS in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I want to get to that a little bit, but but I think you raised a great point. Like, I, my parents were great, and I, I was a, I was a decent kid. But but when I was doing those types of jobs, I appreciated my parents even more because of what they had to go through. Like my dad worked two jobs, my mom worked a job, my mom worked night shift, and like I was into all these activities. I was playing sports. And I was doing all these after school, and they managed to be there. Like, my dad was at damn near all of my football games when I was a kid. And, you know, you just kind of, you're like, damn, like, he did, like, a lot. And, you know, like, sometimes I'll tell him, I was like, Dad, you know, I fucking love you. And he's like, stop being gay. <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know, like, so it's just like, it's like really, like, you can, I, I, like, the more I think about it, it's just, I was really lucky. Like I, I was really lucky because, like you seeing, like you mentioned Jalen Jalen Rose, 
and on the, the Fab Five doc, and it's like, man, like that's 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 really tough. That's rough. And to see where he's come from, and you know, success, it's it's a great thing. And I guess, I don't know if I could do that if I didn't have what what he didn't have. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, if I'm more than that, right? So yeah, like it it makes you it makes you uh, kind of reflect, and because I have. They're never gonna listen to this. I have cousin, the cousin that had a kid, you know, before she was ready, and the kid is just like, I feel so bad for the kid. Like, you know, like the mother's not around. She's trying to go to the club and all the time on Facebook. I'm saying that she's on like in Atlantic City, but the baby's in Maryland. Or the baby daddy is ain't shit. And, you know, so it's like, damn, this kid is gonna be like fucked up. Yeah, and you know what else is crazy too? And how you know people are full of shit? I've never heard somebody tell somebody to their face, well, you know what? That's a good idea, but you'd be a terrible fucking parent. Ever! So, I mean, you know, what do you expect them to say? Of course, I expect, if you think anything of me at all, I expect you to say I would be a good parent. I mean, I don't seem like an asshole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, so I mean, right. I don't know. Like, it's, I guess it's a it's, it's a nice thing to say. Yeah, but, but it, to me, it's the equivalent of, hey, have you lost weight? You know, like uh, it's nice to say, but you don't mean that shit. Yes, and everybody, I don't <laughs> care what people say. Everybody's not meant to be parents, and everybody's right. not meant to reproduce. I don't give a damn what y'all think out there. No, it ain't meant to happen. Some people are just not meant to have kids. Yeah, well, I don't. It's not even that. I mean, it's just up to individual decisions. Like, yeah, and I'm mad at the bad because they're yeah. terrible parents. Right? No, no, no. We definitely could cut down okay. on the amount of motherfuckers reproducing. Now that would not hurt. But I'm just saying, in general, though, it's a. I just respect people's decisions. Like I wouldn't tell somebody you're a terrible parent either, even though I know some. Yes, even yes, though I do yes. know some. And when he was talking about birth control, I've waited for years, and there was nothing worse than going to a fucking excuse me table. And seeing Billy kicking and screaming and hollering and telling his mama what he is and ain't gonna get. Yeah. You know, and I was like, oh, okay. And now you gotta put a kid in school with that. Cause, cause apparently everybody thinks you should have a kid yeah. too. Yes, and I was, I was, yeah, <laughs> I actually seen like two or three old their parents holding them and they just flat out smacked him in the face and then mama go, oh, ain't that cute? And I be just like, okay, no, nah, that's not cute. Billy be picking his ass up off the floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, have y'all guys ever seen the Final Destination movies? I've seen the first two, I think. Okay. Um, I'm not as familiar with the series. Like, I haven't seen every movie, but did anyone in Final Destination ever just give up and kill themselves? <laughs> and, like, it. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, why, why wouldn't you? Like, hey, look, we're, we, we all got off a plane, the plane blew up, 12 of us made it. Seven of us are dead in 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 the order of the seat we were sitting in. You know what? I think I'm gonna go ahead and beat death to the punch. Or, ah, or will ah. people just be like? Or will people just be like? Uh, come get my ass, damn it! Or will people just be like? Oh, death got him too. <laughs> like <laughs> death apparently made him string a rope up to the ceiling fan and jump off a chair and hang himself. Team hashtag death. Yeah, death is a bad motherfucker, yes, man. Death. death made him take a bunch of sleeping pills and put a bag over his head. How could death know. know to get him? That's a bad motherfucker. He seems so strong. Yes, so strong. 
man. It was just a thought, man. I'm not, you know, <laughs> not telling anybody to kill themselves. But no. I'm just saying, yes. out of 12 people, nobody thought maybe we should give it a shot. I mean, who wants to wait for the unknown death that's going to come around the corner? I mean, would you rather just die that way or would you rather fucking uh, I beam from the construction project fall down 12 stories and bounce onto your head as you wait for a bus? Right after you say, right after you say something ironic like, man, I don't even believe in that bullshit. <laughs> That's how it happens in all those movies too. It's like, listen, death is coming to kill us. I'm trying to tell you. It killed seven of our classmates. We're the last two left. Man, I don't believe you. Bullshit. I don't think nothing's gonna fall out the sky. Now, yeah, now watch me step in front of this bus and be okay. <laughs> and it always kills them in order so like if a person jumped the line you know like they say fuck it I'm number 10 but I want to die right now would death not come get them like would they be invincible until death got around to them yes yeah, so like, nah you I, I, I do them in number order cause that'd be 15. cool as shit man that'd be like that lock song 24 hours to live I rob banks and shit <laughs> oh, base joint? Is that yeah, base. Okay, yeah. 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 Fuck it, y'all. Yeah, fuck it, man. I'm gonna get Black Rob back, and we're gonna do 24 hours to live. Um, all right, man. Let's. Oh, and this is the last random thought. I have more, but I gotta cut some in order to, to, to do the time for the articles. Um, the last random thought I had, and uh, I guess this is more for Karen, because mm-hmm. uh, Chris, right now, currently, you are not in a relationship, right? Well. Uh, something just kind of popped off recently, so uh, it's it's new. It's really new. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But okay, so you like Mitch Hedberg? I don't have a girlfriend. I just have a, know a girl that would get really mad if she heard me say that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so um, I was thinking, man. Like, like, are you on Facebook, Chris? Yeah, yeah, we're Facebook friends. Alright, alright, yeah. I, well, this is more for the people listening. Uh, <laughs> it's a little behind oh, the scenes show yeah. talk is what we like to call that in the in the industry. Uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm like, what are you talking about, man? We're friends. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you like me. I don't understand. <laughs> alright, so, um, now, on Chris's status, though, I don't see, like, in a relationship. And I hope I'm not getting him in trouble. She hopefully she'll never listen to this. Uh, but, no, I don't, think she, I don't think she will. No, I'm not in a relationship. Alright, so it doesn't have in a relationship. But, like, you know, of course, mine has that I'm married to Karen. Mm-hmm. Like, what if I just change that shit? Just, like, <laughs> in the middle of the day, like, for no reason. You know, maybe change my status to something real ambiguous, like, man, bitches ain't shit. You know, uh, <laughs> you, you think they love you, and then, then they can't handle change, or something man, like that. my Facebook page would hit up. Y'all broke up? What's going on? Yeah, like, and I, and I wanted to do it as a prank, but then I thought about it and I said, what if people actually like uh, like my status and, and, <laughs> and were responding back like, man, I never liked that bitch. She wasn't right for you. I know, right? <laughs> you know, I, I know, but that push is around the corner. Blink, blink. Send you a message and shit like, hey, what's, so what's up? You know, my titties bigger than hers. What are you doing? What are you doing Friday? You know, but I don't know. It's just, I thought it would be funny for a second, but I don't, you think it would work the, I know it works the opposite way. Like if Chris put, I'm in a relationship with so-and-so, it's okay to like that and to say cool or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, uh, the other way doesn't work. 
Well, people was people. You'd have to come on to Karen if you did that. You'd have to deal with consequences and repercussions. But uh, if you like, I remember something happened to where I, I said like Chris is out of a relationship. They're like, what happened? You know, I was trying to figure out something on Facebook, and I did get hit up a few times. Like, oh my god, what happened? You know, from all these chicks that I hadn't heard from in a while, and like trying to you know hit me up and all that. <laughs> if I did say that I was in a relationship people would probably try to hit me up like girls probably would not like i'm a like i'm a player or anything it's not like i'm tyree right but uh <laughs> but, but they would you know i'm i'm not little romeo you know right uh not but, but you, you would get some folks and some some folks would probably be like oh what's what's going on with that or oh i didn't know you were talking in so and so no, because you're not on Dancing with the Stars. I, you know, that's one of my personal favorite shows. The season just started, by the way. Mm-hmm. And I would vote for you if you ever went on, just to let you know. Well, I, I, I think it was. I, I could move a little bit, you know. Like I, I was alright. Like I, I did a couple of musicals, you know. I, <laughs> I, I had a little, little something. You know, this was before Glee and before it was cool for like straight people to express themselves through song and dance. I, you know, I had a couple <laughs> of barrel turns and grapevines in me you know you know what's funny is i wish you could add to the thing that says like rod is single and then i wish i could add text because you can't like you just said rod is single rod is in a relationship rod is married but if it said rod is single i'd like to be like rod is single dot 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 mindedly focusing on making this podcast the best one ever or something (laughs) (laughs) rod is single-handedly taking over the ymca basketball court right now like I, that's the kind of single. Like that's what I would use my status for. Yes, and 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 just to let Chris know, I will vote on you. Um, we, we, I think that's season like twelve. When you are on season twenty six, I'm gonna vote on you. I'm just letting you know. Twenty six. So you don't think wow. Chris gonna get famous for fourteen years? No, you don't no, believe in him? No, they have that. I'll be like famous and then and then fall off. And yeah. I'll try to come back. On no, it. I right. You know, this is at this is after his third coke addiction that he's gonna do this show. No, they, oh, they do like two episodes a year, like two or three episodes a year, so twenty six is gonna come really quick. Oh. So they're on twelve and when will they be on twenty six, Karen? I don't know how to do In six that. years or something, seven years. Five, five or six years maybe. Yeah. So I guess that's time no, enough for him to get famous. And that's, and that's Go, what I'm saying. Then of course, of course, there's the celebrity rehab stint that was gonna come. No. Oh, and then uh, there's that controversial time in the podcast where we're gonna ask him about him beating up his new girlfriend. Yes. And then the and new then he, pics gotta come out. Yeah, the sex tape. That's yes, gonna. Yes. That's Jesus. Gonna be that is gonna be. Wow. That's gonna really yeah, get his name. I'm really gonna hate what? going on uh, ET, ETV or Entertainment Tonight and telling people. I know. You right? know. I would come to y'all. I would come to y'all. Like. like oh, okay. You gotta stop going to Papa John's. You have to stop calling them. <laughs> Hooters is not your friend, Chris. That that would be my thing. I wouldn't be Chris. You have to stop. <laughs> electronic food and like uh, clothes from Eddie Bauer. Like that would be. It would be so boring. I'm well, telling when we cover the boring meltdown, you make sure you come back to the Black Eyed yes. Peas and tell us how you're winning at yes. everything. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Let's do um, the Bad Girls Club before we do the articles. I almost forgot to do this. We'll do it real quick. Um, I just basically I pulled up a list of the cast members, 
And I'm gonna go down name by name. We'll talk a little bit about them, and I'll try to describe them because today was Chris's first time ever watching an episode of The Bad Girls. Club. I was watching that. So this, yeah. this is new to him. Oh, welcome to the BGC. All right. So the first chick is Ashley. Yeah. Now, Chris, you don't know Ashley because yeah. Ashley is no longer on the show. No. She stayed for all of two or three episodes, yeah. got in a fight, and went home. Which seems okay. to be par for the course. Yes. Like, it's like, they might as well change it to uh, American Gladiators Club. Because they fight, and then they go their ass home. So, Ashley was not there. But she was fine, dog. She was, like, she was the finest chick in the house. Yes. I'm looking at her now. Like, I'm on the I'm on the Oxygen Meet the Cast website. So okay. I'm looking at her. Yeah, she, she's hot. She was fine, dog. All right. Mm-hmm. So, of course, let's talk about Char. Oh, Lady Char. Yeah. Now, Char is a thirsty-ass woman, okay? Yes, she's, she is. She is out there looking like she is ovulating. Like, she's trying to find a man ASAP. Um, and she was trying to holler at a couple dudes. Um, one dude actually took her out on a date, she said. Yes. Um, and she talked about herself incessantly, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, and the guy was like, uh, he, his head was spinning. I like how she tried to play it like, yeah, you know, he just, he, he just said he couldn't trust women, so I had to break it off. Like, if he, if, if he said that, he clearly was trying to get the fuck out of that date. Like, yes. yeah, you know, uh, my last girl cheated on me, and I can't trust any women at all, not even my mom. So, yeah. let's not do this again. Y'all was like, and go. Oh, and what do you think? Right. He was like, what the, what the, the hell? she goes, I haven't heard a lot about you. Because you won't shut the fuck up. That's right. And you really don't care. It's, it's also funny. Like, Chris, you ever go on a date with a crazy chick, man? You know, I, somebody set me up on a blind date once. The only blind date that I ever went on. And I talked to the girl on the phone. And she was cool. She was, like, very, like, revealing. Like, she just, like, laid everything out on the line. And was telling about her ex-boyfriend. He ran up her credit cards, and and I had already met. I had already committed to the date, so like I had to go out with her. And like when I was when we, I took her out to the movie. We had some pizza, and she was like, "Yeah, you know." So Thanksgiving, you can cut the turkey at Thanksgiving. Oh, I was like, it's September. Like this is. This is- <laughs> You're assuming a second date. Wow. At least. I just, you know, I just took you to see Drumline, girl. That's all. I mean. <laughs> you know, you know what's crazy about that? Um, I mean, other than the chick, um, is like crazy people, they say crazy loves hard. And that's why. Because they do everything hard. They communicate hard. They fight hard. They, they cry hard. Like, they do everything hard. And that's why a lot of these dudes end up losing their mind because they get some crazy pussy and they think it's the end of the world. Like, oh, it's the best thing ever. No, everything is to the extreme with crazy. Like, everything. Yeah. So, yeah, you can tell yeah. from how she was talking, none of her topics were were connected. And oh, that's not I, just editing. I'm I sorry. I bet you that was a rambling-ass conversation. That is not just editing. I don't even have the number of the guy I was dating at 21. Uh, yeah, and, and on top of that, when you say they do everything hard, they probably fuck hard, too. That Yeah, they're going to be sure that you ain't going nowhere. Oh, um, yeah. That's true. But yeah, she and then the other thing with Sean, man, she stays up, stays coming up with reasons not to fight on her cruise behalf. She yes. has a cool little chick. 
that she runs around the house and they all get along and she's telling them who they can and can't be friends with. And the second that they get into a fight with somebody, Char is no always way. coming up with a reason to not fight. She's oh, I'm classy. She's chilling at the pool. <laughs> so what was up with her at the end? So they, they, they met all these dudes at the club or whatever and somebody did somebody give Char the number and, and Nikki and some other chick stole it? Is that yes. what you're alluding to? She finally got a number from some dude. Uh, who was gonna come out with his band and, and let's let's keep in mind there's cameras around and they're in the Los Angeles uh, or they're in Hollywood. Yes. Th- these people are coming around for the fucking show. Of course. What? A, there's no better way to get your band a little pro promotion than to show up at the Bad Girls Club, you know, or you know have them come to your gig and shit like that. That's so, right. Um, she got the number, and Lauren found it at the house uh, and threw it and hid it so that she couldn't call the guys to come over. You know, yeah, it was messed up. But trust me, Shards a bitch. She's she's she. Okay. Everything they said about her when they revealed her picture of her face in the shower, uh, everything those people said about her online, it was true. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those like you notice how she wasn't that upset. No, cause crazy no. Crazy knows that it's crazy. Yeah. Yes. She's like, okay, about right. I'm upset though. That seems like the feeling I should be having, right, girls? I should be upset. Yes, I'm upset. Um, <laughs> the other thing with Char, man. Um, did she go on a date in fatigues? <laughs> <laughs> She had on fatigue. She had on. You gonna make me turn this thing on real quick? She had on army camouflage when she was sitting there talking to dude. I was like, Uh, what chick do you know that goes on a date in fatigues, man? I don't know. Terrible girl. You better put that church dress back on that you had at the club. Why why she always just like down for the cause? But damn, girl. And she always just like she leaving a funeral service. You're like, damn, cut cut that skirt up, pull it up. Alright, let's move to the. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, do you know I was in the army? The army of emotions. Um, know, real quick, like, yeah. quick, I'm sorry. When you talk about fatigue, like chicks and fatigue, like I used to go to, uh, I used to go to private school and we had to wear uniforms and stuff. Every now and then we used to have dress down days and they used to make us pay, like, to donate for, like, cancer or food drops. And we used to, used to have kids that, like, were dressed in fatigue. They try to be all hard. It's like, dude, your mom is a dentist. You know, your mom cleaning my teeth. She's amazing. Why are you trying to look like a thug? She's an army dentist, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gangster. That's always been funny to me. Of course, the next person on the cast list is Jade. Yeah, she went there long. She uh, came on the first night and actually left the first morning. Yes, she did. So on the first night, why did she? What happened? They were. She got too drunk. She was arguing and fighting people. Woke up in the morning, couldn't handle it, and left. Yes, she did. Was she was thick, younger. She was like twenty-one. Yeah. Don't all these girls have some kind of a? behavioral problem or something is why they get into the house anyway uh yes that is why they get into it but back in the day they used to try to fix them now i guess oprah was like we got it's the recession so no more fixing bitches we yeah. just we are just letting them fight and then now that oprah was like you know what fuck you actually i got my own channel now she she's yeah. not even associated with it no more so they just fight now also oh so this was oprah's brainchild Originally, yeah, it was a place for them to go and get, like, 
get they would get like help and counseling and shit. Yes. And somewhere around season three, they stopped that shit completely. Oh man, so this is like her Africa Project school, but this is in America. Yeah, it's like messed up. <laughs> she gave up on this dream, though. She said, "I'm gonna give my money to these Africans who appreciate shit." Y'all, I put these motherfuckers, I put six bitches in a mansion and they can't help but fight each other and throw each other's clothes in the pool. That's, I would take my millions and go somewhere that's else. That's what's wrong with America now. Um, Jessica is the Puerto Rican chick that was talking extra hood. Okay, yeah. Using now, words nobody understood. Yeah. yeah. They had to put the definitions across the screen. Yeah, I don't even remember what that one word was. She's like, you trying to do some, you trying to yam me up or some shit, a gang? You trying to yang on me? I'm like, what's she talking about? Yeah, I know. I'm idea. black and I don't know that slang. Me either. And I follow everybody on Twitter. I know. <laughs> so, um, you, you follow these girls? No, 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 no. Not, not these, these girls. Not these girls. No. But people from different cultures, they normally hit you up with the slang. If I wouldn't. <laughs> If I'm not going to follow Friday, everybody else's suggestions, I'm definitely not wasting my time out on these whores. Anyway, so Jessica, um, she she's the one that always talks in slang and shit. And I, yeah. to her credit, this was the best she's looked the entire season. I will give her that. Yeah. She normally be looking a hot mess. Oh, she's on terrible. Now, she has even... a stud in her she has a stud in her face. Like yeah. Over yeah, she I'm look I got it on mute now. She is cute. She's cute. Yeah, she looked this is the best she looked all season, man. She had been struggling. She was sick. Then she started getting too drunk and was hung over all the time. She been sleeping episodes well, she away. Was, yeah, she was taking uh Karen's advice on taking naps. Oh yeah. So finally she got out the bed and she's actually was looking good and I thought she was winning that fight. She got sucker punched, but she went to Lauren's ass. Didn't she though? Yeah. He gave her the business. She put Lauren on the ground immediately. And side note, uh we're eight episodes in. I still don't know what the fucking rules are to get kicked out. Me either. What are the rules? You punch someone in the face. Two people punch people in the face. I saw it on the slow motion Super Bowl HD cameras that they use. Yes. Because they get the, I don't know how they get the perfect angle every time, but they always do. Yes. But um, they, they punched them in the face. No one went home. No one went to a hotel. Let me tell you why. Because they didn't break cameras. <laughs> you stop fucking with that shit. shit. That's right. If we ain't got to call the security guards, you good. Yeah, don't break anything that we own. Anything with anything with an oxygen sticker on it, you leave that shit alone. That's right. Everything else you can tear the hell up. But yeah, man. And I also thought it was foul how Nikki snuck punched her and then tried to be her friend. What? Nikki punched the hell out of her. And it's I guess Jessica's easily influenced because she did sit down and have a chat with Nikki like it was all good. Mm-hmm. And I would have been like, no. Nah. Bitch, you just punched me. Yeah. You don't remember when you was punching me in the face a minute ago? Like, right. are we forgetting things? That was a minute ago, literally. Right. And how fucked up was it that Jessica was sitting in there with um, Corey and Char, and they were talking about how fucked up Nikki was. Nikki walks in the room, Corey and Char walk out. I thought I thought we was I thought we was crew, y'all. Y'all just gonna leave me and him on myself. Man, they ain't really they ain't got it, man. They ain't fighting out. Not at all. Uh, Corey didn't do anything this episode. No, she didn't. Yeah, I was trying to think of something, but I don't know. Nah, she didn't do shit. Uh, Lauren, that's Kentucky. Uh, I like. I liked when uh, when Jessica was in her face. I wanted them to make out. Like, <laughs> make out. <laughs> oh man, I'm not really pervy like that. But she was all in her face. She's like Kentucky. 
Dude, I know what scene you're talking about. Yes. I and, and that's the thing. I watch the show every week, and I normally don't feel like that because they okay. crazy. You know, them. You, are, you know that they're crazy. Yeah, yeah. And craziness turns me off. It's probably my biggest turn off of any chick is like to me. People will be like, Holly Berry is the badder self, and I'll be like, Yeah, from a hundred feet away. Like if she's sitting at the next nigga's table, you're right. She is the baddest chick in the game. She's sitting next to me. Uh, I'm ready to leave. Yes, but, uh, immediately. Um, but but yeah, so uh, but yeah, that one scene, and I think it's because of how grimy Jessica was talking to her. Yeah. She ta- she had that low like dominatrix voice, and I was like, yes. Why don't you, why don't you teach her a lesson about how to talk to your mother? <laughs> my mother, did you hang up? She's like, do it. I was like, yes, Go do it. The phone and. and- Show me how you did. Yes, <laughs> you should give her a demonstration. Yeah. But uh, Lauren was the thing about Lauren that's funny is I don't think she's won a fight yet. Nah, she takes she even took some ass whooping. <laughs> she, she is so proud. She's take a beating. She I'm is so proud of taking an ass whooping and not going home. <laughs> like she she literally cried all night after that ass whooping, <laughs> and it wasn't that bad. I mean, she got dominated. She was about to take a bad big L. Yeah. But the, the people came and broke it up. But um, she literally crawled under the bed and cried because Nikki went down there and talked to old girl, and it broke her heart. She was so sad. It was amazing. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, that goes back into why crazy is crazy. Yeah, of course Jennifer ended up leaving the house. Yeah, and that was that man. That was fucked up. They came in. Oh, you got that gold. They just started slowly packing her shit up, and she put really, it out on the curb. And her ass left. Why? Because the bitch wasn't real. Right. And the biggest reason how I found out she wasn't real was when, um, what's the new girl? What's she called? Uh, Wilma? Uh, uh Will, Will Marie. Will Marie got in her face the first night there and was bucking up at her. Yeah. And she was like pushing the shoving on her and she wouldn't hit back. She was just talking. Yep. And I was like, okay, bitch, you're not real. They're, they're going to get you out of here because you're not willing to swing a punch. I knew she wasn't real when she first showed up because they asked, they wanted her to get in a fight with Nikki or whatever. And she just kept running around yelling. And she took her shirt off and punched that picture on the wall. And I was like, that is not the actions of somebody that likes to fight. I'm not saying I was unappreciative that's of her walking around half naked, but I've never met a nigga that wanted to fight somebody and ended up taking their shirt off, running around, and then punching a hole in the wall when the nigga was right there. Now, that's the uh, a picture of crazy. Yeah, she's but, definitely crazy. They all are. Yeah, and talking about Guido life and... And all that stuff, you're like, okay, if you are real legit, when they came in and packing your shit up, packing your shit up now. You would start fighting. And what? And it's awesome, too, because they always show a montage of them leaving the house where they're like, well, you know, I'm just too cl- too classy for a place like this, and this is not how we act in North Jersey where I'm from. And then they show a montage of her, like, shaking her ass, people pouring alcohol on her face. And- where in Jersey is she from? She said North Jersey. I don't, I don't keep up. Where exactly the, that's where I live. I live in North Jersey. Oh, well, if you see, if you see Jennifer, man, go the other way. Yes, run, run, that's run. You, yeah, you surrounded by crazy, man. Run, run, run. We need that tracker from Aliens uh, for crazy women where we can just hear the beeps like, dee, dee. oh shit, it's coming. Run, it's I crazy. Like, I like Nikki though. I like Nikki. I ain't gonna have a crush on her. Man, I hate Nikki, and I think she got a five head. Like she kind of looks like. 
And so I was telling you, like, I was like, she got that, like, Michelle Rodriguez and girl fight look before we knew she was gay. Like, something like that. It's like that Tom, like, she's a tomboy, but, like, she could be dominant. You know, like, girl, get, girl, you, I don't know, man. Not me, man. Uh-uh. She scared me, man. She, first of all, her shoulder's too broad compared to her waist. Like, I don't need the triangle shape. I need the, I need the, like, the, the, I need, like, a Coke bottle shape, not the triangle. Because she can big yeah. press your weight. That's why. And she keeps saying, bro, and I don't know if I want to fuck anyone that calls me bro. <laughs> oh, okay, so she says, okay, she says, but she did say, I did remember that. She yeah, I know this, these chicks are all new to you, so, you know. Yeah. Hey, and I'm not telling you who you can't like, I'm just telling you I don't like her. I don't you're like Yeah, you're you're becoming a, a bad girl. Yeah. Becoming bad. First of all, she's not even the baddest bitch in the house, okay, no, Chris? Not. I'm the baddest bitch. I will get her the fuck out of here. <laughs> You don't even know. Sit on it, rotate it. Now whip your head. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, man. She um, but she was running shit this episode though. Yeah, can't knock was. a hustle, man. Mm. She played, she played it low key for like three weeks, and this episode she got old girl to leave the house. She worked on Jessica. It seemed like Jessica's gonna be more on her side now that she punched her in the face and made up. Yeah, and see, that's the thing. Kentucky don't understand that I think Nikki has a bigger plan. Yeah. Then she's willing to see. She's like, oh, you talk to a nah, bitch. She trying, she trying to make people change sides. Yeah, she's getting an alignment to get Char out of the yes. house. Yes. And it's funny. So what do they get out of? What do they get out of it though? Like they just like that's the thing, Chris. Yes, that's the thing, Chris. They don't get anything. It's not a money. It's not a prize. It's not a trip. They're all it's just nothing. They're all just crazy. Yes. They're just trying to get reality TV stardom. That's what they're really yes, asking. Sir. Um, and it's crazy that they're going so hard for it. Of course, um, Sydney was. You did not see Sydney on this episode. Uh, she had a boyfriend when she showed up. She blew a guy. At the crib, and then uh, her boyfriend showed up, and she hung out with him with the semen breath probably still in her mouth. And then she, she left a couple weeks later since she could not handle it. Yes. So, uh, that was you still in her mouth. Yes. yes. Rest in peace, Sydney. And of course, Will Marie, who is actually now my new favorite chick. I think she's the hottest chick in the house now. Although she looks way better when she's got that makeup on and stuff and doing the confessional than when she's just kicking it around the house. Yes. But I'm looking at her, man. Yeah, she's cute. I can't see, like, this is like a glammed up photo in the. Yeah. Website, so. Yeah, she looks all good glammed up and shit, but sometimes when they show a regular. She looks cuter without the makeup, though. Like, this, this is the hardcore chick. Is it Jennifer? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Jessica, Jessica, like, she's, like, kind of cute. Like, she got her hair pulled back. and Right. You know. I agree, man. <laughs> like, that's how you can tell, like, a woman looks good when they're not glammed up. If they're just chilling. Like, you know, when you step, you step out with your girl, you're going somewhere. Yeah, you want them to look fly. But, like, the real stuff is, like, baby, let's go to Target. Hurry up. You right. Know, we got to go, you know. And she's looking, still looking good. Like, that's, that's how you kind of judge. I kind of judge it. I agree, man. All right, let's we sum those people up, and uh, let's get into some uh, articles real quick. Cool. Um, there's an article somebody sent me that said, "When tipping your waiter or waitress, ditch the credit card and pay with cash." Apparently, what they're saying is that some restaurants take out fees of waiters' tips if you put it on a credit card. Uh huh. And depending on where you work at the restaurant, if you put your um 
tip on a credit card, the servers don't get it at all. It's just calculated in their amount. Because when I worked at uh, Red Lobster, if people gave me credit card, because see, we dealt with cash, and you and if, if normally if you go to a restaurant, you have a quote unquote cashier. Yeah. They normally get their uh, tips at the end of the shift. But if they don't have the cashier and the server is the cashier, odds are they're not getting that tip. They're not. They're not. They don't. That money doesn't go to them. They actually calculate it in mm-hmm. um, their tips for the night. Well, yeah. That's what they're telling them. They say, so, if you want to make sure that they get the money, you tip them in cash. Cash, yeah. Uh, which kind of leads to another Cash 22, which is you got to make sure they get it because you don't want a busboy or the other waiter to pick up the money it. and stuff like that. That's right. I've but, had that happen before. I want to smack the hell out of him and dump that whole tray on him. Look at nigga. I work too hard. But it's just another sign of, hey, if you're working as a waiter, get the fuck out of there, man. I'm telling y'all. They don't respect you, and the fact that somebody would take your money and say, uh, nah, this goes to a fee or some shit, and you don't get your money that you worked hard for, they don't respect you, man. Get the fuck out. Um, alright, so this woman, um, oh wait, I don't wanna read this article, fuck that. Um, and this shit is way too serious. Sometimes Magnum Prime sends us articles, and it's like, hey man, this is a comedy show. <laughs> you know, like, we want the jokes. Yeah, like twelve midgets rape little girl. Like, oh, Aww. I don't, I don't think he read the whole title. <laughs> it's funny because they were on stealth. That's why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could have did something with the midgets, you know. But yeah. all right, uh, so man jail for showing up drunk with open beer for DWI. Um. <laughs> a 49-year-old man in Sullivan County Jail uh, is in Sullivan County Jail without bail after authorities say he showed up an hour and a half late for a court hearing on a felony DWI charge. Hour and a half late? What was he on that Lauren Hill time? <laughs> He was killing him softly. Yes, you know? very softly. Um, <laughs> he was drunk. He was drunk and carrying an open can of bush beer because he keeps it classy. Oh, um, not even Bud Light, Middle Light, none of that. No, you go for the good stuff when you go into prison forever. Um, <laughs> bush beer and four more cans in a bag when he went through the courthouse security check. Damn. He walked through security with, with five beers. Um, they don't have a picture here, so we're gonna assume white. Yes. Um, now, because if he was black, they put his picture up. Now, um, do you think when he went through security, he took he takes his beer and puts it into that little tray, like when you put the car keys and shit, and it runs through? Yeah, he's like, just slide that through. I'm gonna go ahead and walk through this side, and you know, I had five. I'm counting. Sir, um, there's no liquids. What's going on here? Uh, let's see. Uh, the Middletown Herald record reports that Keith Gruber of Swan Lake appeared Monday before Sullivan County Judge Frank Labuda, who asked him if he enjoyed his liquid lunch. <laughs> <laughs> Had jokes, didn't we, Judge? Judge, you got jokes. What is this fucking judge? That's the last you're gonna get, homie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gruber, Gruber said he did. <laughs> Oh, damn. What an insult. Yo, he was drunk. He was drunk. And then he said he was sorry. Uh, (laughs) Did you enjoy your liquid lunch? I did. Yes. I drank the whole... Oh, wait. It it was delicious. (laughs) My lawyer is telling me that that was the wrong thing to say. (laughs) I mean, I'm sorry and I would like to not go to jail. You told me to be quiet. So they sent him to jail with no bail. Uh, He has prior DWI convictions... 
He was arrested December 27th in town in the town of Liberty and was out on $30,000 cash bail. Jesus. So he wasted that money. Wow. Yes. Where, where is it? Is this in Pennsylvania? Um, I don't see. Monticello. Uh, I don't know. It says Monticello at the uh, actual, you know, where it's from in the Associated yes. Press. But it doesn't say the state, though. I don't know, Swan Lake. It might, might be uh, Massachusetts. Well, no, maybe not. I don't know, man. It's okay. Man, inconsequential detail. Wherever it's at, this nigga's in jail. So yes, that's good. Oh, I thought this story was funny. Now, I got this off a gossip website, so of course there's going to be some editorializing. I don't know why all gossip websites do this, but whatever. Um, Home Record Diaries. Ray Charles swirling jump off brags about stealing his dough in her new book. Wow. This home wrecking, attention whoring bitch ain't shit. <laughs> I believe that's editorializing. I do too. I love how they put stars for the eyes and bitch and shit. Like, you know, totally work safe. You can read this at work, bro. Yeah, right. Home wrecking, attention whoring bitch ain't shit. I mean, but the, you know, it's edited. Um, this cunt, this cunt with a K is... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody did that, somebody, uh, um, actually that lady I was talking about earlier on the Play Hater show that I did really like, she put something on there when she was talking to me on Twitter, and she was like, I don't curse, and then, like, spelled nigga backwards or something like that, or something, something ridiculous, I can't remember who did that, but one of the people on Twitter that don't curse, use the curse word, like... Chris Brown ain't S-H pound sign T. Like, well, you might as well have said it. I, I know what you're yeah, getting at. Sometimes I do that. I'm a little, I, I'm a little punkish with that sometimes, but I, I don't know. But you got I, your government up there, though, right? You got what? You got your government on your yeah. account, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be careful with that shit. Um, yeah. Let's see. Now she's trying to make money off of her trifling, thieving ways. In her new book, Ray and Me, Marcy Soto claimed she had a steamy affair with Charles when both were married to other people. But one revelation in the tone will upset fans and friends of the legendary R&B star. She once substituted $1 bills for $100 notes after taking her own cash from a concert. So, she changes hundreds for ones. He couldn't tell the damn difference. Uh, she says in the memoir obtained by Globe magazine Soto writes I certainly didn't feel like I was robbing the blind I felt like he was ready to do something he should have done years earlier pay off my house well damn how much money did she steal from him uh, I don't know man uh, enough to pay off her house uh, she also revealed she once aborted Charles's baby and never told him wow so I guess I guess the blinds don't have superpowers because Daredevil nope. would have known she was pregnant from the second they could see. And blind sperm ain't blind. It knows where to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, no problem getting there. I didn't even tell Ray. There was no reason to know. I definitely wasn't having a baby. The uh, couple became a secret in 1968 when Charles was married to his wife, Della. A big fan, Soto convinced his manager to set up a date and they had sex that night. The pair enjoyed an on and off romance over the years, and Charles even helped Soto cover her legal fees when she divorced her husband. Yeah, but did he really cover her fees, or did she just give him $1 bills for hundreds? Now, say that again. Can't trust this shady lady. 
she might be the reason for I got a woman. <laughs> wow, she's definitely. She's definitely the reason for Superhead because she got a whole bunch of pictures of her and Ray together on yeah, her couch she and shit. So she's telling the truth. She knew what she was doing. She said that nigga. He should have been paying her for royalties from that track from using that track. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, did you see this shit with LT man, Lawrence Taylor? Oh, yeah, he was like, well, she didn't tell me. I mean, I asked for the ID, but uh, I don't ask him for the ID, but you know, hey. Hey, we don't actually yeah. do for paperwork. Well, people know that from this podcast, the LT was one of the people we had as the 25 things that set black people back in 2010. Yes, we did. And um, he's trying to make it in 11 or 2, apparently. Yes, he is. During an interview Tuesday, he was uh, when he was sentenced to six years probation, Lawrence Taylor made no apologies for visiting a prostitute and said he did not know she was underage. Taylor, who's 50 fucking two, avoided jail time by pleading guilty to January to sexual misconduct and patronizing a 16-year-old prostitute stemming from another incident in May 2010. Uh, Speaking of Fox News, Studio B was Shepard Smith. He said uh, he asked the prostitute her age and she told her he was 19. Or she told him she was 19. Um, Now the thing here is like, I know most people don't seem to be creeped out with this because our society is mentally conditioned to just look at the numbers and do the math and that's the end, but 52 fucking 19 is still kind of creepy. Sorry. I know it is. Right. Like, I'm sorry yeah, that he it's legal. To be her daddy. He's like, but she was one year above legal, so, you know, it was, it's not as creepy as you think. Um, he said, that's not my MO. I've been around kids and people all my life. Uh, I'm not the cause of prostitution and sometimes I make mistakes and I may go out there and I didn't go pick her up on no playground. She was high, she wasn't hiding behind the school bus or getting off the school bus. This is a working girl that came to my room. This sounds like a man who's apologetic about pleading guilty. He's not. He's, he's, he's an idiot. He's really like, man, this shit could happen again. It could happen to anyone. Uh... And it probably, sad thing about it, it probably does every day. They just use him as an example. Uh, it's the world of prostitution, he said during the Fox News interview. You, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> it's like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Yeah. Yeah, some is good and some is underage. It's like, if you really think about it, if you really do the math on that, it's like that girl's parents were probably like zygotes when he was playing in the NFL. Like, <laughs> like, you know, like they probably weren't even, they were probably like, and like, they're probably maybe, they were probably, they're probably our age or a little older than us. Yeah. And we were like, and we were like in junior high. Like I remember when they won the Super Bowl. I was like, LT, hey. Oh, gosh. Yeah, they might be like, LT fans. Yeah, I was, I liked LT. That guy's a beast. Um, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, like the kids. You you can only ask. I don't card them. I don't ask for a birth certificate. I'll take my punishment like I should, but my problem is at home with my wife. So that's really the only one I have to answer to. Yeah, yeah. She was riding hard for LT when that shit first happened too, man. I felt bad for her the whole time because I was like, no, you know he did that shit. She's like, yeah, they can't prove nothing. He said he didn't do it, and I believe him. I was like, because you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> 
It happens. Yeah, yeah. That never happened. I ain't doing no. Like we all know you. Yeah, we all know you married LT. This ain't like some upstanding nigga. Um, it happens sometimes. I've been on the road ten or eleven days. I came into town. Actually, I made a phone call to a friend of mine, and he made a phone call. Uh, he also says I'm not looking for a relationship. Hey, sometimes I'm looking for for some company. It's all clean. I don't have to worry about your feelings. It's all clean. I'm not saying it's right. It's the oldest profession in the world. And but not apparently old profession, but youngest girls. Yes, <laughs> young girls and old professions. I guess you call it a crime. I guess you you pleaded guilty to it. What is that? <laughs> yeah, so I killed somebody. I guess you can call it murder if you want to. Yeah, be I mean, technical. I, I mean, I slashed their throat. Up. You know, I guess <laughs> you can call that manslaughter. Yeah, if you want to be technical about it, I mean, geez, tough rule. <laughs> In this age of to catch a predator and all that, it's like you gotta be extra aware of that. Like even at my gym, like there's girls that there are women there, and you look at them like, damn, she's thick as a muck, and you're like, oh, she's reading an R.L. Stein novel. She's probably, <laughs> she's probably not my age, you know, she's right. not legal. Like it's to the point where like I'm watching TV, if I see a hot chick on like a TV show that I'm watching. You're like, oh, she is thick than a month. I gotta go on Wikipedia and see how old she is. <laughs> make sure, to make sure I'm not a pervert. You're like, damn. Yeah, you got. made it. She's 18. Oh. You gotta do the check every once in a while. Make sure you're all right. Um, yeah. Speaking of being all right, Wale and Kid Cudi are all right. They squashed the beef. Oh, word. Yeah. It says, uh, we're close friends. This is uh, this is Wale talking about it. We're close friends, and the closer friends you are with somebody, the worse the fights can be. While they said in an interview with Free, we squashed it. Everything good. He good. He good. He taking care of his kid, working hard, working on new albums. I'm just working on my plurals and pronouns. He's working with a lot. <laughs> Yes, terrible sentence. Okay, I, I, I added a part. Okay, I added a part because these sentences. Oh, oh, oh! Yes, they terrible. <laughs> I get it. I get it. <laughs> He's working with a lot of the same people. Yeah, he was like, he said that. <laughs> he good. He good. Yeah. Um, he's working. He's. He's taking care of his kid, working hard, working on his new album. He's working with a lot of the same people. He's got a lot of he he got a lot of new faces. His circle is definitely smaller, but sometimes that's what you need to do. Reevaluate your circle. Um, and apparently, Wale tweeted to uh, Kid uh, on Kid Cudi. Oh no, no no, Kid Cudi tweeted to Wale at Wale. Yo, it's never too late to make things right. So they squashed the beef the way it started through Twitter. Oh, I didn't even know they was fighting. That shows you how much yeah, I, 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 I barely heard about it, but I'm not big into these little emotional ass rappers lately, man. Like, I, I'm telling people, dig the music, leave their personal lives out of the shit, because you will be disappointed. They can't yes, live yeah. up to the Your shit they do in these, on these albums. Yeah. The, you know, a dude does a dope ass. It's like expecting Tom Cruise to really do some Mission Impossible shit. That ain't happening. You know, like of course Lupe, Lupe is like twenty two. You know what I'm saying? Like who the fuck? Is, like who the fuck is making it all together at twenty two? Yeah, I don't expect these dudes to have it all together. Well, those those guys like Wally and Cuddy, like they don't really rap about uh, like gunplay or anything. Like I. 
I think from what it was, like Wale did a freestyle to that thank you beat off of Blueprint 3, and he said something like throwing around money like Kid Cudi, like Kid throwing around my wallet like Kid Cudi. Kid Cudi at a concert or something threw a wallet at somebody or threw something at somebody, and Kid Cudi got mad, and they were talking, and Kid Cudi had an article about it in Complex. Like he had mentioned Wale and said, I work with Kanye West, and I'm blah, blah, blah. And uh, Wale's a better rapper than Kid Cudi. Um, but well, Kid Cudi has, he has more of a, he has Kanye around him. And, and Kanye, you know, he's got more, a little more shine than Wale. Like, I think Wale, I'm, I'm a little biased towards Wale, but I, I think Wale's a, a super talented uh, MC. But I think he just needs... It's something else that he needs. And I think, I don't know if you and I were talking about this ride on G Chat. Uh, you're talking about uh, Childish Gambino, like Donald Glover. Yeah. And somebody was saying, like, oh, he's just trying to, Childish Gambino just trying to be like Drake. And I was like, actually, no, he does Drake better than Drake. Right. And better than Bob and all those other guys. Because he's doing it himself. himself. He's doing it, he's doing, he's doing whatever he wants to do. And I know Wale was stifled by his by his creative team by Interscope because he couldn't do what he wanted to do. Yeah, well, and he said it on his mixtape. Yeah, well, the thing that I'm saying when I say uh, don't follow their personal lives and shit, I don't mean yeah. like well he's rapping about killing people and and it turns out that he's a bitch. I just mean that when he's rap when they when these dudes are rapping, they not rapping about being a bitch. So so like yeah. no matter what happens when you look into somebody's personal life. You will be let down because rap is about bravado. It's about saying how skillful you are. You know, it's yeah. about you know being a, a very uh, deep emotionally. And Twitter and shit like that does not allow for that type of depth of you know emotionally yeah, for these know. for a twenty-something year old. It better be one hundred forty characters. Yeah, you don't have you know twelve verses to figure out how to fucking express something on Twitter. So. I, you know, like, I just don't follow certain artists on purpose because I don't, if I like your music, I do not want to be sitting on my podcast going, yeah, so apparently Wale's a bitch anyway in other news. You know, like, yeah, I don't want to do it. No, yeah, I like yeah. you, I like you. So everybody back well, off. Well, I think what it is with those guys, those two guys, and I mentioned uh, Donald Glover, those aren't the guys that are going to, those, they, they are personal. Like, they right. are, their material is, is generally personal and they got that emo rapper tag yeah and so when they go out they're they're talking about whatever they talk about in those lyrics and that's like that's real to them and that's like visceral which is one of the reasons why i like them i like those guys i was a little disappointed in cuddy's first album because it didn't live up to what his mixtape uh a kid named cuddy was the second album, the album that's out, and then what is it, Man on the Moon 2? Yeah. I think that's a better album that has a little more meat to it and it's got a little more muscle. Um, but anyway, I'm being a nerd here. But, you know, no, that's cool, man. I, I mean, like, what I'm saying is that's, I, I understand where you're going with that. And I'm not trying to, do, I'm not, like, I'm not really a huge fan of either one of these dudes, so I don't really care. That's the only reason I'm talking I about them. But, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. but, um, but I just think it's funny, though, because, you even mentioned like, oh shit, they squashed the beef. I didn't know that because that's how like you're a fan of the music. You're not just sitting around like, yeah. 
let me check their Twitter feed and see if the beef is ended. And that's to me, that's the way to be a fan. Like you, you take a step back, you know, it's you you're, you're on the internet, you're, you're you're around people, you're gonna hear some of the news. But these people that are really like very involved in these guys' personal lives, of course you're disappointed, you know. Oh, um, all right. Um, and I I have more articles, but I, we're good getting long, so I'm gonna do this last article. We might end up talking about it for a while anyway. Um, Juan Williams, the dude that got fired from NPR, uh-huh. yeah. was for talking some sideways racist shit. And uh, but when he got fired from NPR, I did think like, well, when I read the statement, I was like, that wasn't that bad for Juan Williams, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I say that is because he he's always kind of said came across as you know a dude that says controversial things, especially about race and stuff. And you know he's, he's he assuages a lot of uh, right wing people's uh, you know xenophobia, you know, by making them feel like oh it's not that bad. I'm a nigger and I hate niggers too, you know. Um, <laughs> and uh, the the thing I with, got my sign too. Yeah, I got a Mexican. Like chicken, I hate. Yeah. <laughs> I got to be big only. I got a Mexican first name and a black last name, so I can hate them both for you. Um, <laughs> so, so the thing with uh, Juan Williams apparently is uh, when he got fired, though, I do remember thinking like they fired him over something that's not that bad for him, but it's clearly like them they didn't like him. Like it was like this is a pattern, and today was the day. Like maybe we warned you behind the scenes, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But it was one of those firings where you're like, this was a cumulative effect. Yes. Yeah. So he's back at it, man. Apparently he went on the O'Reilly Factor or whatever, or he was he was guest hosting on the O'Reilly Factor. Um, he said that he gets nervous when he's walking past a black guy. Uh, he was interviewing. Yes. Yeah. Oh, for those that don't know, Juan Williams is black. Yes, he is. Uh, he was interviewing Dr. Caroline Hellman, the professor at Occidental Chant College. Occidental College? I don't know how you pronounce that. At the time. Um, and the two were initially discussing, uh, discussing the most recent rant of New York Representative uh, uh, Anthony Weiner. And then the, concern, uh, the conversation veered toward NPR Hellman. Uh, said that NPR is really uh, a really important source of mainstream news and the two argued over whether NPR deserved or needed funding. Uh, the following ensued. Now why you would ask this nigga about NPR? After he just got fired. He just got fired. Come on. That makes no if, sense. If you fired me from Wendy's, I would be like, fuck that place. It doesn't, what does it matter? <laughs> Alright, so Hellman ad, uh, says, I happen to agree with Schiller that your comments were bigoted and she's talking about the original comments that he made. Um, I think that if I were to say I clutch my purse every time I walk by a black man, that might resonate with a lot of Americans. It might be the truth, but it's a bigoted statement. I certainly wouldn't have fired you, but I do think there was some truth in the video that we don't get to talk about because we are afraid to have actual discourse in this country. Now, I want to say, first of all, I agree with her statement right there, right? Um, and the thing that, 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 but it's funny because I know right now the tactic she's using in this debate is, well, you're black, so if I compare something to racism, you'll understand. And that normally works for most black people because they'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess if you say my, you know, xenophobia is kind of comparable to white racism against black people and I'm being prejudiced and bigoted, you know what? Yeah, you're right. But that don't work with Juan Williams, baby. Uh oh. <laughs> Why 
Why we just like fuck that shit? I hate niggas too. He said, I can't believe. He said, I can't believe you just said that. You think that simply saying that you think it's ev- that w- saying what you think is evidence of bigotry, that all of a sudden it's as if you were walking by a black man. That would mean that you were bigoted if you were somewhat nervous. Just let me tell you, with the amount of black on black crime in America, I get nervous and I'm a black man. So I mean, wait a second. And Hellman says, there we go again, Juan. I would find that to be racial profiling. That's a bigoted comment. And he says, that's a bigoted comment. Because that's how you always have to answer when you're about to think. Yes. <laughs> that's how every man answers. Yes. <laughs> Whose number is in my pocket? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, so it says, uh, she says, yes it is, just like your comment about Muslims. And William says, I'm father of black young men. And I'm saying that if you saw a couple guys walking around looking like thugs. So now, of course, these black men look like thugs. Yeah. <laughs> Earlier they were just black. But, you know, if they're black, come on. They're thugs. <laughs> I've seen black people. It's it's how they look. I'm sorry. Wow. Um, a lot of, walking down the street late at night. Now, of course, it's late at night. <laughs> You're saying, oh, I'm not going to think it through. I think you are just, Caroline, I just think you are way off base. So, uh, then, then the person goes on to editorialize what is the world coming to when a white woman got to tell Juan Williams that that shit is racist. But, <laughs> anyway, man, I just, I, I mean, what do y'all think about that, man? Like, obviously, I don't agree with this nigga as far as, I just think he's an Uncle Tom. That's, I'm going to put it out there, okay? Let me, God, I am not going to sit here in my apartment and let you talk about Juan Williams and call him an Uncle Tom. I'm not, I can't. I'm not gonna, oh my God, God. Listen, not no, I can look at this nigga and tell he's had two parents, okay? He had, he was raised around money and he probably went to Duke. He's an Uncle Tom. (laughs) The classic definition of Uncle Tom. You can't say just because he went to Duke and he had two parents and he probably had a toaster in his house. That does not mean <laughs> that you can say that. You know, just because he had running water in his house, that's not, you know, I, uh, I, love, I love how people would, like, I, people didn't want us to use the word Uncle Tom, and I actually agreed that I don't think Grant Hill's Uncle Tom. Mm-hmm. But then, I don't like that the argument became you should never use that word because this nigga is an Uncle Tom, and it needs to be said. It needs to be put on the streets. Juan Williams is Uncle Tom in our head. Well, the thing, the thing about the whole, the whole Uncle Tom thing, I looked at that. I looked at that again. Like I looked at the first half of that Fat Five Doc again. And it was just a brief thing. He didn't even, he didn't even call. I'm, correct me if I'm wrong. He didn't really say Grant Hill was an Uncle Tom, right? Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. He, he just said, I thought, he, so this is like Jalen Rose at 38 saying, when I was a kid, I thought that guys like this, this, and this were Uncle Toms because of what my background was. Correct. Yeah, even went so far as to do a self-examination and say I was young and I was bitter about not, you know, my father being in the NBA and and not uh, not um, taking care of me. Um, and that's when he mentioned Grant Hill was to say like, 
unlike you know a guy like Grant Hill who had a father that took parents that took care of him, grew up with money, was recruited by Duke. He's basically saying like. You know, I was I'm as good a kid as Grant Hill, but Duke would never consider uh, taking me. So at 18, my anger lashed out and said, "This guy's an Uncle Tom." But at 38, I don't know if he still believes that or not. Yeah, I, it's just that just baffled me. But see, the, the that thing, what, what they didn't say about that whole that whole doc, I didn't know that you could spell coon with a K. That was something that stuck out with me. <laughs> that I was like, wow, this is something new. Because they, they didn't say anything about those letters. They said nothing about those letters that people that these niggers and they should go. Yeah. That actually like that. that actually bothered me more than anything else, especially the uh the, the when they showed reputable announcers who still have jobs today analyzing basketball and mm-hmm. sit across a desk from Jalen Rose every, occasionally mm-hmm. calling these kids thugs and saying that they're the biggest disappointment in basketball and shit and the most underachieving team of all time it's just one of those like really are we really are we really gonna yeah. pretend that Dick Vitale wasn't shitting on these dudes and but it's okay because it's March Madness now ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, no, you you you're absolutely right. And my thing, my whole thing about it was that if you like the whole Grant Hill responding, and I, I don't think he needed to respond. Like I like Grant Hill. Yeah, he, I he's a good guy from what I know. Uh, but he didn't have to do that. So if you want to say like Duke is the Ivy League of the South, you want to say that you know Duke has this weight academically and and it has all this stuff. If it's not, if you can't use your education to look at what Jalen Rose said, a visceral, emotional uh, comment at an 18-year-old, as an 18-year-old kid, and, and understand, what is that Duke education really giving you? What is yeah. It, what is it? What is it? Is it really to seem like to see another man's play and say, oh, I could see at 18 he felt that way. I understand. He and I are already friends now. Okay, that's it. Yeah, I was really disappointed because I just did not want to see another uh, kind of like a private argument among black culture play out in a public sphere that's dominated by older, white, angry male opinion. Like, it would have been a much better thing to see them sit down face to face if they wanted to record that and talk about those issues to each other. You know, pick up a phone even, whatever. If they would have just done the shit in a way where it was more less spectacle and more content, I would support that 100 times out of 100. Me too. But as soon as I, I was like, please don't respond to Grand Hill. But as soon as they said he, he was going to respond, I was like, I can tell you what the radio will sound like tomorrow. And that's what was fucked up, you know? The next day, immediately, it was never call anybody or Uncle Tom and... You know, just shut up. You're jealous you didn't get recruited to Duke, and you're jealous of his family. And what does having two parents mean that you're Uncle Tom, Jalen Rose? You need to grow up. It's like just every soundbite they can play to make him to so they can tell him to shut the fuck up is what they were trying out there, and it was just so disappointing on everybody's part, man. So, but yeah, uh, it's just, and, and I, I know because this was the jump off. Juan Williams was the jump off, and we kind of yeah kind of got some side track, but that. But it's just, it's like, even if he did, even if he does feel that way, why, why did you have to say that? Why yeah. did you have to, 
Why do you have to put those tap shoes on and, and say that? And he gets paid for Fox News. He goes out there and starts bojangling. And he gets a check for it. And as far as I'm concerned, that's her Uncle Tom. If you getting a check to, to basically justify being racist towards black people or any or Muslims or whatever, if you just getting paid to show more love to other races than your own, that's how you make a living. That's a fucking uncle time, as far as I'm concerned. And I gotta say it. What's up? But I tell you this, I love Bojangles. And I don't put on no tattoos when I go to Bojangles. I nigga gotta get a have a wanna have a Bojangles with sweet tea. Oh, you know, that's it. Is Bojangles better than Popeyes? I've never had Popeyes. And yeah. we don't have one in Charlotte. Are you serious? You've never had Popeyes? No. And everybody talks about how good that shit is and not. Hey, when that bitch come on TV, talking about, look at that chicken. Bitch, it's not one here. Quick, come out my TV. Well, she's like a futuristic Aunt Jemima, and that's another story. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we could go on. Like, I, that's weird. Like, you guys didn't have, like, I've, I've, we got a, we got Bojangles, like, in Maryland now, and we don't have them up in Jersey, but Maryland and, and you know, I got people in North Carolina, but I never knew, like, which was I could. I hadn't had both things enough to differentiate what was better. Now you can't ever let both chicken places exist in the same place at the same time. It's yeah. like a time-space vortex. It'll it'll cause the apocalypse, man. Yeah. But uh, people were talking about. I'm God. I'm sorry. The people were talking about. Uh, the Popeyes had the eight the eight piece for like what five dollars or something. Something like that. It was white people tweeting about that too. Oh no, man! Yeah. White people love chicken, chicken man. Too. Yes, they, they do. They love chicken. I don't know. I don't know how we got stuck with that stereotype, but that is why I started my own stereotype. White people love cheese. Yes, and I'm sticking to yeah. it. <laughs> All right, man. We we gotta wrap it up, man. Um, it was always great to have y'all, Chris. Yes. Um, make sure you check out his website, of course, man. ChrisLambert.tumblr.com. Of course, I have a link to it in the show notes. Uh, Chris, man, you got any upcoming um, stand up that you're gonna be doing or anything you want to promote? Uh, yeah. Next, well, this month, uh, I did a show yesterday, so that doesn't count. But I, next Friday, I'm gonna be at Karma Lounge in New York at eight o'clock, April Fool's Day. Uh, Rebecca Black Day, um, <laughs> and then on the on the twenty third, I'm going to be at O'Hanlon's Pub in New York. Also on the twenty fifth, I'll be at Trash Bar in Brooklyn. I don't know what that's like, but it, I think it'll be fun. Cool, man. Well, I, you know, of course, always good luck with the stand up, man. One day we got to have you on to just talk about what it's like being a comic and stuff. Because yeah. I know people always are interested in hearing that stuff. Um, yeah. and of course, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Roderick's Prime. I'm Say That Again, Dat, S and D A T. And Chris is at Chris Lambert, uh, all one word. Um, don't forget, Shadow Dog Productions, uh, sponsored this show, uh, brought to you by the movie, The Trim Reaper. So you can get that. I'll have a link to it. Actually, there's already a link to it on the website. You can just search Trim Reaper or you can search Sponsor. Either way, uh, it'll take you right to that. Uh, there's even a video clip of a preview of the movie and everything. Um, of course, go to the black guy dot, uh, who tips dot com. You know, call the show 704-557-0186. Email the show, theblackoutips at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, always, uh, make sure that you donate. Look on the right hand side of theblackouttips.com and click the donate button. And, um, I don't think we said this, so I'll save it to the end. Um, 
Did we talk about the official weapon of the podcast? That's the taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet ball. And bullet ball is stream. Oh, yeah. Y'all know we got to get that in there. <laughs> All right. So, until next time, I love you. Me too, baby. Mwah. I'll make a say. When I. I'll make a say. What up? Me first. She like she can if she bring her friend, and we can have one hell of a night through the day. Hey, I mean you stand like a creeper 'cause you got a peeper. I mean you probably might be saying you ain't jogging either, but man, old girl got a fat old ass. Yeah, the type to make you tell a bitch just dance and fuck the mother niggas 'cause you down for her bitches. Fuck the mother niggas 'cause she down for the sticking and fuck the mother niggas so she down for some making and fuck the mother bitches 'cause she down for the drinking. Uh, I'm hoping she a rider when it's said and done. Spit it up and swallow now I ain't got a trip about the niggas who like her Cause me and mommy know we can really make her go Yeah, yeah When I uh-uh. I make a say Yeah When I hey. What she talking about, yeah Yeah, yeah She said she want whatever she like She said she gon' bring her friend And we gon' have a hell of a night Through the day, I made her say Hold up, born in 88 How old is that? Old enough, I got seniority with the sorority So that explain why I love college Getting brain in the library Cause I love knowledge When you use your medulla I don't gotta And give me scoliosis Until I comatosis And do it while I'm sleep Yeah, a little osmosis And that's my commandment You ain't gotta ask Moses More champagne More toasters More damn planes More coasters And fuck a bus The Benz Park like Rosa Oza When I I make a say Yeah When I